On the Vintage Video Podcast, we'll be reviewing every single wide release of the 1980s in chronological order. Over 250 episodes to enjoy and thousands more to come. John enters the store now to order another can of ether. I picture him outside like Homer with the gas hall. <laughs> one for you, one for me. I also like to think about that the kids renew their vow not to talk about the murder. By, by murdering someone. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking a blood oath with someone else's blood. This stuff is seven times more powerful than uranium. And yeah. they, they open up the vault that it's contained in, not wearing any kind of protective nope. gear. Yeah. And it's wooden crates. Wooden crates. It's like the guys in Chernobyl picking up the graphite rocks yeah. and going, man, eh, because there's rocks. Hugging the elephant foot. <laughs> just like, oh, this thing's smooth. It's so warm. He turns to dial the number from the classified ad without even thinking about the numbers. <laughs> we know this because we can hear his thoughts, and he's talking about how AJ was right that ninjas are misdirecting him. They're misdirecting him. I really wish that he'd turn to the phone and be like, six, six. Vintage Video. We're rewatching the 80s so you don't have to. Welcome to Sodom and Gomorrah, a place where the freaks are chic and the screeches, oh baby, they be so sweet. Joining me today is the almighty germ, always looking like she got a wet, sweet perm, Staphylococcus aureus. Hello. Every single day, there are new viruses from the ancient permafrost. Uh Uh-huh that are leaking and coming into our world. And I wanted to ask you stuff as a scientist, (laughs) in your opinion, Uh what is the best way we can combat this threat? Brush twice daily? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it all depends on the type of virus it is. You gotta give me something better than that. Well, how about this? Does an apple a day, in fact, keep the doctor away? Probably not. Or is that big? There's that propaganda by Big Apple. I, prob- I think so. To sell more produce. I think so. I mean, listen, apples are delicious. They got a lot of fiber, maybe a little bit too much fiber for some people. Um, they're well, good for you. Why is produce called produce? I don't know. I, th- I think because produce is supposedly it's producing a, it. Well, it's supposed what? to mean that things are fresh and they're harvested locally. That's what that's what produce means. Yeah. Oh. Like produce, like farmers, like yeah. except it, that most produce isn't locally. Sourced. Exactly. That's that's where the lie <laughs> yes, is. But yeah. also, use- but I mean, but at one point in time, that might have been true. Um, but now it's not true because we can easily bring in apples from South America do you, any day we want. Do you believe that washing your hands is important? Yes. Do you believe? But you, but you don't need to use antibacterial soap. That is a marketing ploy. What do you, you just eat? have to use soap? What about, soap and water. What about just water? Um, I think you need to use soap. 
Okay. What kind of soap? What is the difference then? If there's no any bacterial properties in a soap, what's to say the difference is just the soap is just making your hand smell good, but it's not killing anything. I mean, there's like a, there's a purpose to soap and what it does, you know, it can help remove any oils from your skin and like. I think the bigger question is if produce is called produce because it's grown and harvested locally, if Uh we use that logic, is my cum also considered produce because it's super local? It's local in my scrotes and it's always farm fresh. Mm, Not organic though. But it's farm fresh. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and then talking about cum. Yeah. I shared this with Steph and I was like, yo, we got to try this bad dragon cum lube. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm into whatever. Because I was watching it. this porn the other day. I was on the porn hub, you know, getting a little spicy uh-huh. one night because Steph was. <laughs> so I was like. Solitary spice. She, she was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was smoking that solitary spice. <laughs> and I was like. Oh. Wait, this is what I was sleeping on the sofa? No, this was not then. No, okay, when, you're, okay. when, when you're on the sofa sleeping, I just rub, rub one out in your hair. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's why you wake up and your hair is like crunchy like ramen yeah. from my dried up blue Johnny. My hair isn't the softest, though. It's a little bit on the coarse side. So, I mean, I don't know that it's... Your hair is like dental floss. Like, if we ever it's had... It's not a, that if, thick. If the pandemic hits again and people are like, I need dental floss instead of toilet paper, I'm just going to be using your hair. My hair is curly. I can't help Get it. Get right in that. You know? Floss in, in between all my teeth. Yeah. Get the, every time I eat jerky or something, it's all in there. Chicken Ch- wings. Chicken wings. Yeah. Chicken wings. Yeah, my God, dude. When I eat chicken wings it looks like i have diapers between my teeth <laughs> there's just all this diaper meat uh okay so bad dragon cum loop the reason i found yeah. this was on Pornhub, mm-hmm. and i was watching this porn and it was like a thick ass bitch was like rever- oh, rever- like a like a hot girl yeah thick ass yeah, bitch yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so i don't know what that hot. means okay. equals hot that's what the kids say thick ass bitches do they yeah they uh-huh yeah <laughs> On TikTok. On TikTok. You're not even on TikTok. Well, I'm not on TikTok. On Snapchat, which I do have do you, a Snapchat. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, secret life. Secret Snapchat. <laughs> Follow me for all. But yes, you're not. Shh, shh. Don't talk about it. It's a secret. You're not using, you're not taking advantage of all the fun filters. What's what's going on? I'm taking advantage of all the <laughs> thick ass bitches yeah. on there. Um, so I was watching this porn or whatever, and it was a girl, thick ass baby. Mm-hmm. And she was riding reverse cowgirl on this dude who had like easily a 19 inch dong and how I'm, do you like, even sit on that and she's taking it all every every last bit yeah. is going in i'm like just like whoa like it just looks like it looks painful but anyway she likes yeah. it uh-huh. and her <laughs> yeah. butt was real oily right uh-huh. but then it also had this like elmer's glue like oh, it looked like, like you wanted to peel it like from your hands no no no, oh, like, no, no like okay. wet elmer's glue okay, it was okay. like he was fucking her and it was like a tackiness that was yeah. like atta- it was like still holding on to his groin but holding on to her butt oh. and it was like strangular oh okay <laughs> is that a word no but it works we all know what you mean and i was like well, oh my god it's so this is fucking hot as shit what is this stuff and then i looked down in the comments as i do yeah usually like if you see a hot chick and there's no name in Pornhub, you'll look down in the comments and be like name and someone's like it's this girl and oh, you're like okay and then you okay. just you can search and find more videos of right. that particular thick ass bitch okay. Um, but this time I was like, what is that substance? And of course, everybody else in the chat was asking the same question. Oh. And this dude was like, that's Bad Dragon cum loop. And I was just like, what be this? So then I went on Bad Dragon's website. Bad Dragon um, makes dildos and masturbators for people who basically have always wondered what it's like to fuck a dragon. So I showed it to Steph last night. They have dragon dildos yep. and dragon fleshlights. One of their fleshlights looks like Falcor's mouth. <laughs> I mean, who, who doesn't want to get sucked off by a luck, no, I mean, luck dragon? Oh, he's just like so sweet, though. What if they had a fleshlight of Bastion's mouth? <laughs> no. Okay, that's a child. <laughs> Cherry lips. <laughs> that's a child. And Bastion. <laughs> and I would be like, say my name! Right in, right in Bastion's mouth. You know what always bothered me? I always felt like 
That's not a real name. Mm-mm. Bastion is not a real name. Sebastian well, is a real name. That was his name. And his dad called him Bastion. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's known. I just thought it was... Yeah. I mean, you always say like, oh, it is known. It is. Watch the movie. I swear to God, they say... Fuck, okay. How many times well, you watch fuck? I've watched it I've a million, watched it a million times, too. Well, when? I've watched it a million when plus one. When the dad's you. making a smoothie in the morning? Is that when he With calls the raw him? egg? <laughs> you didn't say that, did you? <laughs> that's why I got more street cred than you. Because you, <laughs> you omitted the raw egg. Oh, my God. Um, and then the, But then they also got like dick sheaths. Um, so you can actually like put a dragon dick over, over it, your yeah. dick and then you can fuck as if you were sean connery in uh dragon heart yeah because because he's my spirit dragon of all time who was that who else was in dragon heart dennis quaid okay i thought it was the quaid yeah quaid yeah. <laughs> the normal quaid and not he, the not the crazy quaid oh yes your human vagina is so <laughs> tiny you're gonna make me splooch i just wonder about the the sheaths you know like do you is it still as pleasurable it's for the guy. More well, no, not for the guy. No, no. You the, know? the guy's in hell. The guy, <laughs> what is the point? The guy's probably got a shrinky dinky. No, apparently when you when you use the sheaths, there's reverse suction. Right. So oh, okay, it, it okay. like yanks you a little yeah. bit. Yanks you. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Um word, word of warning though, because these dillies look like they hurt. A lot they of these look dragon scary. dillies. They got like an egg that's like a butt plug, but it's like fucking It's enormous. It's like an ostrich egg. <laughs> and I don't know who's putting that in their butt, but I guess people do. But these John's lumpy and bulbous. They look like a fragmented meteorite going into a cooch. Yeah. A lot of them. They're strange looking. And like most people, when you talk about dildos, they like like the classic silky smooth shaft. But you got to love a, like a little chunk in your junk if you're going to get down with the bad dragon stuff. Because they have like a guar licensed yeah. dildo that's called Cuttlefish of Cthulhu <laughs> that looks like it like the ball sack is actually a brain. And then it's like a shaft with like a cuttlefish that has like teeth and like a tang mouth on it. It's not all dragon related stuff on there. They make like alien and sea creature stuff. And they even make dildos. I showed stuff that are like an entire werewolf leg and foot. Yeah. And then they have like a dragon leg that has a foot on it. And you're supposed to put that. It's not tapered. It's somewhere. Like a penis is like kind of sort of not, I want to say tapered, but like it's it's made for this design. Right. It has an oval head and then it just slides on in there. But some of these are like, they're not like that. No, they're rocky. It seems like it's like it would be a tough thing to Uh, achieve. uh, But yeah, back to the cum lube. (laughs) It's like a lube that's like the color and consistency of cum. So it is like thick and stringy. Yeah. But the one bad dragon makes it's um, water based and it contains no paraben. So it's no cancer. It's safe safe for all all toys. And like, let's be be real right for a sec here. Just for a sec, you know, it's okay to be real for just a sec. This one. No, this is the time we're not real, but for this time, I'm, you should be looking at what the shit you put on your shit is, is made of. Like your dildos, your lubes, your flashlights. Look at what that shit is made of. Because sometimes, most of the time, people are being smart about it now, companies, and they're yeah. making stuff. But, but a lot of these things, man, they're like made in some like small, small, small city somewhere in Asia. And they're just using straight up cancer plastic. And you're putting your pee-pee in it. Yeah. And God knows what that pee-pee going to look like fast forward 30 years. Well, I also, I mean, think about a vagina, right? It's a mucous membrane. So it's absorbing all the shit that you put in there. That's true. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> a vagina is kind of like a coffee filter in, in that regard. Like a penis is like. A vagina is like a piece of paper. Uh, it, I mean, if you, if I, I guess vagina is like a, like a wet newspaper because I eat it. Oh, my God. Um, it's like a coffee filter because it filters out all the stuff, and, but it doesn't actually filter it out. It filters out and then it absorbs it. 
Yeah. Into into the bloodstream. Yeah. But like a penis is like a coffee stirrer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You could just shake it off and it and then the cancer goes off of it's, it. No, it's like that little stick that they put in your drink at Starbucks. A little stick? So that doesn't excuse get, me. So that it doesn't get all over your car. Excuse you. Can you just take it and throw it away because you don't even need it. Not mine though. My, <laughs> if if we were using my penis as it, it would be like trying to stir coffee with like a broom. Because <laughs> it's huge. I mean, we've discussed before, you got to be careful. You, you know, you buy like these, these lubes that are not, they're actually just like for, um, oh my God, what, what is the word dogs. I'm looking for? No, they're just for like, for they're fun. Jerking off dogs. You know, they're just like, they're novelties. The dog, is what I'm the talking dog about. lubrication. No, but they have sugar in them. Like they're the oh, flavored oh, yeah, yeah. ones. And you, you don't want to be putting that in your vagina. That You're is asking a chemistry set for a yeast infection. You don't want to be partaking in. It's <laughs> like going to be like mad monster lab in your coochie. Oh man, you don't want that. Yeah, you're going to look down there and you're going to have fucking like salt water taffies coming out of your fucking crouchon. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want salt water taffies. Salt water taffies are nasty anyway. I mean, you want there's not even a good flavor of the oh, salt water taffy. Your, they're going to rip all your fillings out. Salt water taffy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a laffy taffy. Same thing. Well, we thing, talked huh? about it before. <laughs> I used, I loved putting noun laters and Jolly Ranchers in my mouth oh, and biting down hard on them so yeah. I couldn't open my mouth and I would scream through my teeth. <laughs> Because <laughs> I thought I was dead. You were a crazy kid. I was weird. Yeah, oh I was weird. Uh, actually, none of the cum loop stuff matters, though, stuff because Reebok has brought back the pump up. Yeah. And I needs them in my life again. So I have this, God, this is one of those moments where like, I don't know if this is reality or not, but I have a recollection of owning a pair of the pumps, the pump up shoes, but like, it was like late in the game. So yeah. they were cheap. You know, it was like when they were not as popular. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I, had a I wanted pump up so fucking bad. It was like all I wanted. And I was like, please, mom, please, mom, please, mom. And then she surprised me one day and I opened up a box and it was like, instead of Reebok, it was like Gorebok. <laughs> And I took and I took out these bobos, oh these knockoff yeah. fucking pump ups, and she was so excited to give them to me. And I was like, Gorbach, <laughs> what are these? And she's like, they're jump lumps. And I was like, what jump lumps? Oh, and I remember I, I put them on. They were so fucking boboey, but like the ball on it was like such a knockoff, dude. It was yeah. such a knockoff. But then I, tr- I remember I tried to. She's like, go ahead, pump them up. And I was like, ch 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 And it didn't feel oh. like. It, it didn't feel like I had my foot in someone's mouth, yeah. which is how like a legit Reebok pump up feels like. It's great. Yeah. It feels like it contours to your fucking foot. And that's why I don't know that, that my memory is real because I don't recall that feeling. What? Yeah. I don't recall the feeling of having like. Well, they had to take, I told you they had to take the fucking pump ups off the market because people were slam dunking left and right. Yeah. And all these NBA players were losing their jobs because right. regular people were able to dunk. Michael Jordan was like, uh, hell no. And he's like, hell no. I'm going, I'm going to baseball now. <laughs> fucking peace out but oh i need to get God. my i want to be like back in like my prime b-ball stage like when nba jam jam came out and i was obsessed with mugsy bogues oh mugsy bogues was like if you're not aware first official pro basketball player that was technically a midget he was like four three what but he was so fast and no one could get no one could still evolve him because his low center of gravity would go and he would so as it. a six foot four person you were that was your the guy who you looked up to i looked down on him <laughs> Oh, I thought you were trying to make a joke. No, I'm just saying he was like your basketball hero. Because because every time I tried to play basketball, the thing about being a tall person is I oh, did. Because my, you sucked at it. That's no, why. no, I was actually good at basketball. Okay, okay. That was the only sport I was actually good at. 
but I was good at shooting, right. really good at shooting. But like you couldn't dribble, three could pointers you? all day. <laughs> but dribbling, yeah. these little motherfuckers would come scampering up, I and know. I'm like this big oofy dude going donkey, donkey, <laughs> donkey, donkey. And the next thing you know, the four foot midget has run past you with the ball, and, and they're super already, suspicious. And he's already dunking it. Yeah, and then but you tr- can't dunk when you. But you're then also, foot, if so. you play it in reverse, it's like trying to steal a ball off of a little guy when you're tall. You're right, trying you to can. reach, yeah. and I'm just swiping over his head. <laughs> And it's air. And he's like, do, 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 and he's dribbling and shit. Oh my God. Dribbling is hard. It, dribbling is fucking. It's so hard. And I would always forget. I would always get, um, what's it, what's it called? What do they call it when you, uh, what is it called? Walking? When you walk oh, too long with the ball? Yeah, yeah. Spacewalk or something? Walk, he's walking. They're like, oh, he's spacewalking. <laughs> and then foul, foul, three point line throw, whatever it is. I did that constantly because I was like, dribble, walk, 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 dribble, walk, walk, yeah, walk, dribble. Can, and yeah. I'm like, this motherfucker walking. Nah, nah, nah. And then, yeah, I would, um, get penalties all the time and yeah. people hated me. But then when I gave it to Jesse, like, I can't tell you how many moments I had, like, in my, I didn't I never went pro, but I was like, I was, <laughs> I was close. Like, like there, there was people there and they were like, this guy, maybe he's got something, but then they watched the midgets steal a ball off me and they're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, pass on. <laughs> oh but I had so many moments in like my short lived career, like that. It was like one of those moments, like I would be at like the, I'd be like the half point line or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Mid court, middle court I'd be court middle I'd be at court middle and you would just throw the ball and, and, no no no, no. Oh. and the timer would be like choo, choo, yeah. choo, and we needed like however many points it is if you throw from that spot in and I would get it so many times no, like it was like uh, they called me the swisher yeah <laughs> wait did you actually ever play basketball yeah I did like, I, for real like on a team seven years yeah. no you didn't I play swear to se- god seven years you yeah did not play I for played seven years. my parents were fucking I crazy you played soccer. I played soccer uh-huh. baseball Played football for like three years and I played basketball for like seven years. Oh, wow. Yeah. My parents were crazy until I was like 14 and I turned on Disintegration by The Cure and I was like, no more sports. And, and I was, and my mom's like, it's time to go to Prague. And I was like, fuck you, bitch. And I never went, I never did sports again. Oh my God. I turned my back on sports altogether. I went, remember, I took all my, all my sports posters down, yeah. all my cards. I was like, I'm not going to throw the cards away because they may be valuable one day. Yeah. So I locked them up. I remember I had an OJ Simpson rookie card and I was like, he committed murder. I'm going to be a millionaire. I don't need to go to school. Oh, I'm going to be a millionaire. I still have that card downstairs. It's just like a million people probably didn't also have that card. Shut up. This is what people told me when I was a kid. And I was like, I'm a millionaire. I don't yeah, need to do anything kid, to succeed. You, you think everything has like this have like amazing value to it. Yeah. Like, I, to, I can't play with this toy because one day it's going to be so worth so much money. I used to collect the rubber bands that were newspapers were tied up on because I thought they were going to be <laughs> of value one day. That's like when they come for our rubber bands. Ha ha, jokes could be on them. Oh my God. Because I got literally newspapers upon newspapers <laughs> worth of these things. Because <laughs> you're eating all the yeah. newspaper. Well, like, I remember one of my girlfriends, like, wanted me to put a rubber band on my penis to keep it hard. Oh. And I had them, like, to the side because I had them by my bed bedside at all times because I was really protective of my newspaper rubber band. <laughs> and she's like, throw one of them on. And it wasn't like the regular rubber band. It was, it was like, like the, the thicker the thick one. Daddies. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she twisted it no. and, and turned it on there. And it got real red and, yeah. I, and I was scared that like I was going to like get a hematoma in my prick or like a, like a blood blister. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tangerine. No, that's true. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the movies now. Okay. Stuff, uh, stuff we've recently watched. So I watched, um, I, I didn't talk to you about this actually, but I watched this, uh, the, uh this past week, uh, a gear, a gear, the wrath of God directed by Werner Hortzog. Oh. Herzog. Yeah. Herzog. Is it a movie or a documentary? It's a movie. It's, oh. He was a very big, people know him for his documentaries, yeah. but he didn't start doing them till later in his oh, life. Oh, okay. Before, like in the 70s, he was all, it was movies and stuff like that. And he made a lot of like weird, his stuff's weird. 
This movie's like Valhalla Rising meets Cannibal Holocaust. Okay. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude, Francis Ford Coppola had to have watched this movie because it was so much like Apocalypse Now. Like when they're kind of like in Apocalypse Now, when they're going through like the back rivers and floating and they keep getting like shit like shot at them and thrown at them by like indigenous people. So and it, and then I looked it up and it did actually like he uh, uh Francis oh. Ford Coppola was like obsessed with this movie, so it's basically about like um Spanish conquerors. So like Klaus Kinski, oh no, he plays <laughs> the main guy in it who's like this crazy like con- um I don't want to say conqueror but like explorer right. But he's been also been involved in all these wa- wars. Is he a conquistador? And though? they're like they have this like um obsession with finding like this t- treasure city and they're going to conquer it in the name of Spain like. Okay. Uh, so they're basically floating down a river. Uh, in, well, first they're in boats, and then they decide like we're going to go off land and hike. So they're like they're hiking through jungle, thick jungle, mm-hmm. with like horses and all these people, and then they keep getting like attacked by indigenous people, but they never see them. So eventually, the uh, princess there is like, okay, well we need to send half the people back, and we'll send the rest of us forward. And so he sends the rest of them forward, and they wait there because they're like, we can't keep this going. We're like running out of food. So then the people that are there. They break off and a couple and like, I think it's like 20 men or something. Keep going in and searching. Uh, Sorry. And uh, again, they keep getting picked off by these like weird tribes and they eventually build a raft and they float down this river, just endlessly floating down this river and not finding anything. And they Uh keep getting attacked by like people that live on the, um, on the shores and stuff like that, like the indigenous people. But like, Klaus Kinski's a fucking madman in this movie. Isn't uh, he in every movie he's in? Well, I didn't realize this, but apparently him and Werner Herzog were roommates very, very young, like oh. before he started directing. And he said, Klaus Kinski, uh, or Herzog said about Klaus Kinski that when he lived with him, it was like he realized how much of like an insane actor he would be if he like actually made it big because he said living with him was an absolute total nightmare <laughs> because Klaus Kinski would be on the phone with people to like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, screaming like a madman at them. So I just couldn't imagine what that must've been like, but Klaus Kinski in this movie proves like why he looks like a child molesting Gollum. He's fucking super, super strange. He looks like if Kermit was a sex offender, Oh, He's like if Gumby just fingered Pokey in his claymation stink oh wrinkle like God. over and over and over and over and over again. Um, but in this movie, um, I, I definitely recommend it if you're into like slow burns and more like psychological stuff because I've really enjoyed it. But like there's a lot of cool trivia with the movie too because one night Klaskinski was just known to be like this horrible person to work with and the crew was playing cards. There was only eight people on the crew. That's how small the crew oh, was wow. because they actually lived on these shitty rafts that they built. Oh my God. And everything was filmed in chronological order because they had no way of going back to the beginning of the river. Okay. So everything was. So they were just filming it as they were going down. Yeah. yeah. And Werner Hartzog wanted them to, wanted their journey to reflect in the movie of how like tired they were of the whole situation uh-huh. because they were actually living like in total, like just. It was just awful living conditions yeah, when they were on these horrific. rafts. Um, so he, one night, uh, Klaus Kinski was trying to sleep and the crew, the crew members were playing cards. So Klaus Kinski had a rifle, a prop rifle, but it was actually like a real rifle. Oh my and God. he shot it into their tent five <gasps> times and blew a guy's hand apart. Holy shit. So, and then he started threatening to leave. And I guess everybody was like under all the pressure to like finish the movie that Werner Hartzog was like, I'm going to shoot. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to, he, he pulled out his gun. He's like, I'm going to kill you if you try to leave. And he's like, I'm going to kill you and say it was a hunting accident and they'll believe me. And then he's like, and then I'm going to shoot myself in the head and kill myself. So, Oh, what the hell? So they like, he, I guess he had got like Kinski to finish up the movie. 
Uh, but it but it was fucking it was a journey, man. It was a real. If you are a fan of Apocalypse Now, it's not like as epic as Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now is one of like the fucking greatest yeah. movies of our time. Um, but you, if you could see it through that lens, like definitely you'll see that like th- things are very similar. And it does have like this. I love like movies that are isolation and desperation. Yeah. Like when movies have the element to it, immediately I'm sucked in, and I just it's like post apocalyptic stuff also, yeah. except for the last of us because that sucked. Um, <laughs> Had to throw that in there. Didn't uh, you? Slayer's 2022. Yeah. We watched. Oh, well, we didn't finish it. Yeah, we watched we? some of it though, and the only we watched reason, a lot of it. We watched a lot of it. Yeah. But I just wanted to bring it up because it is maybe one of the most awful movies I have well, ever fucking seen in my life. Let's let's say like who's in it that made us want to watch it. 1922. Thomas Jane. 1922. <laughs> yeah, Thomas Jane's in it, and uh, it just like I don't even know what what uh, streaming platform it's on. Maybe Hulu. I think in, it's Hulu. But in this movie, Thomas Jane looks like a Frito that you found in your couch that's full of hair. He has the grossest fucking enormous gray beard. And he must, he's got to be hurting because he's doing like a fucking like uh over, like a kind of like a storyteller yeah. monologue throughout the movie. He's like, these kids didn't know what they were fucking up to. They were about to get balls deep in some vampires. Lucky I was here to take my penis <laughs> and put it balls deep in too. <laughs> he's just saying stupid shit like that the whole but time. Then the movie is just unbearable because it's about all these like um influencers. And so they do a lot of like this like Instagrammy kind of cringy shit. Oh yes. The movie we were all fitting to see. Thomas Jane and Influencers. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, I've wanted one- this movie ever since uh Instagram changed the algorithm. Remember the one girl though I said to you, I was like, oh my god, holy shit, do you recognize her? And, oh, you, and, and you I did, didn't. and I didn't. And I was like, that's the fucking little girl from Little Miss Sunshine. Abigail Breslin and she once you know that and you look at her face, oh you're my like god. fucking so weird. And it is weird because I would have never pointed her out because she you didn't definitely tell after you know it's her you can definitely tell but like if someone doesn't i don't know how you recognize her because she looks almost unrecognizable in the movie i'm good at recognizing she's a people's little, faces though she's a little heavier yeah but obviously but she was a kid when you saw her so you didn't yeah. really know the person she was going to become but like god damn dude you were in little miss sunshine and now you're in i mean i, would, Slayers. I don't know what she's been doing in between but Ugh. i don't know this movie was, we, we did we, we turned it off i mean we couldn't it was but unbear- what about what unbearable. about the movie we did watch that we loved <laughs> Cat daddies. Oh my God. I've been telling so many people at work to watch it. Like my, my fellow cat people. Jesus Christ. It's no secret that I'm a, I pride myself on being a cat daddy and this shit hit me hard, bro. Isn't it so good? It's so good. So, I, I just like, it, I, and now listen, I love dogs too. I'm not one of these people that's like, Oh, if you like cats, you don't like dogs, but my heart will always lie with I the know, cats. Me too. As much as I love Nandor, cats are my creatures. Yeah, they really are. I mean, me too. Me and, too. So like a lot of these stories. It, it, well, can it, I first it, say what it is? Yeah, yeah. So it's this documentary. I think it came out last year. Um, it's on Prime for like three ninety nine. Watch it. It's worth it. Um, and it's basically like this, these stories, and it's 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 about men, men who love their cats, and they want to change the like stereotype of like 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 women love cats and men you know don't love well, aren't and, allowed to love cats. I don't and, know. Yeah, and that's that's a huge part of it, obviously, because it's called cat daddies. But also, it's like trying to st- change the stereotypes of just cats in general, because yep. people are like, it's always people that either don't like animals at all. But it's mostly people that have dogs and think cats can't be like these like emotional creatures right. and they totally fucking are. And if you think anything different, you've obviously never lived with a cat for any period of time yeah. or you just had one cat and you chose to 
chose to believe that all cats were like the one cat you had, which right. is stupid. Why, you wouldn't do that with a dog. Yeah. So why would you do it with a cat? All cats are different. Yeah. They all have different personalities. Yeah. There's just a lot of misconceptions about cats and they continue to just be like they exist. And, they, you know, like. And I think it's, it's, this documentary is good in that sense. Well, even sometimes it, it some, some of them. our friends will say things about cats and I'm like, it's just so obvious. You don't know nothing about the, my cat comrades. Right. You're just It's dumb. like you've never, you've never felt the love of a cat when no, they look you, into you, your soul. You have not. <laughs> you have not. Yeah. Um, and, but there is great stories in there. Um, very like touching uh, shit is in there. There's a one guy who I believe is Russian or, or no, he's, I think he's Ukrainian. I think so. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he's like homeless and he ended up like finding a cat that was like sick and nursing it back to health and then he fell in love with the cat and the cat was like his only basically like his only it's like his reason for living yeah it was, it was like his only companion yeah like he like was like you know just like a beggar on the streets and it has a whole story of him battling with cancer oh and my God. people that have he all the people who like helped, helped him. him and it was just like god damn dudes i once in a while, I need to watch shit like this to just know that, like, there's human beings out there that aren't just the fucking absolute yeah, worst. I know. The like, the one cop that was helping him. Well, I know. The I people was just like, were so nice. I hope something good happens to that dude. And that, because and that cop was also a cat daddy. He was a cat daddy. <laughs> he was a cat but daddy. But it's cool because I like a lot, a lot of the stories that they go into. It's a lot of, not a lot. Some of the people were, are like, I didn't like cats. And then I got a cat and it just changed my whole world. Yeah. And it's cool to hear people say that. Yeah. But like these people, I mean, changed their lives to the point where they're like, I am relocating so I can have a house for my cat. You yeah. know, like things like that, where it's just like changed everything about the way that they see the world. There was like a story about that uh, Ukrainian guy. There's a story about like a guy who's like, um, it was like athletic and like um, ended up like uh rescuing and getting a bunch of uh cat like stray cats like sterilized so he could oh wait the guy back. who's the stunt guy yeah That's stunt the guy. guy. Yeah. yeah yeah there was a there's a story about like this um what is what do they call it like catch and release um oh uh, like a tnr yeah uh, yeah exactly a TNR, a TNR a TNR in like new york yeah bushwick um right was the, in the bushwick, bushwick? Yeah, yeah yeah and those people were awesome and, and then there's the firehouse where the cat, the firehouse guys. Yeah. And then there was a really good one with the guy who's a trucker and brings his oh cat everywhere. God. That cat is fucking adorable. It's so cute. And I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but I was like, I'm following that motherfucker yeah. on Instagram. It's something the traveling cat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just so wonderful. You should just watch it. Yeah. Yeah. You can rent that on prime. Uh, and we also watched triangle of sadness oh, from man. 2023. I, I want to see, I want to read the synopsis for this movie. I yeah, think. You oh do boy. It. It's, it's one, it's a sentence. A fashion model celebrity couple join an eventful cruise for the super rich. That tells you little about this movie. I think a good double feature, <laughs> a good double feature would be watching this with the menu. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, think so. I enjoy Triangle of Sadness much more than the menu, I will say. Um, I just thought it was way better done. And I also think Triangle of Sadness was like, there's like parts to it. It's like three different parts. Yeah, yeah. It's not just like, I feel like the menu was like, they got to the island and then that's where the whole movie took place. Th this movie has so many different elements to it. Like the first like 30 minutes just feel like a weird drama. And yeah, you're like, that couple. And you're yeah. like, what is, where is this going? Yeah. It's fucking strange. And then they get on the boat and then eventually they get on the island. Right. And it's fucking great, dude. Woody Harrelson, although he's not in the entire movie, when he is in the movie, he's a fucking tour de force in it. He's just playing he like, like a, just a fucking drunken lunatic. Yeah. And the guy that he is, um, Dimitri, I don't remember the actor's name that plays Dimitri. But he's um, from the Pusher series, you said, right? He's from the Pusher series, yeah. Um, which, if you have never seen the Pusher series, it's uh, Nicholas Reffin's. Uh, Milkinson. 
it, the first one came out in 96 and then the other two came out in like early 2000s. And that trilogy is fucking amazing. Yeah, you get to see Mads Milkinson looking like a little like baby a little in babe. it. But it's just fucking great, dude. If you, especially if you like Drive, it's like basically like Drive, but it's like a crime movie. It's fucking amazing. Um, Reffin's new show is out on Netflix now, too. I want to watch it. Copa- oh, Copenhagen yeah. Cowboy. Yeah. It's, um, and it also has that actor, actor in it that plays oh, Dimitri really? in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's on Netflix and it's like, a, apparently it's like very Lynchian and it's a, uh-huh. like a super sexy assassin. But I've heard people that say like, it's out there. Like, yeah. it's like not, doesn't have a lot of substance. It's very visual, like which most of Reffin's stuff is, but then it gets real strange and mm. like Lynchian. And then okay. a lot of people fell off after that. But um, yeah, what did you think of Triangle of Shadows? I, well, I, I'm going to disagree with you about the menu because I think I enjoyed, I think I enjoyed the menu a little bit more as just a one cohesive story, you know? And I, I mean, I, and I love uh, Ray Fiennes. He just was so great in it. I loved I've, all the actors in it. They were, it was just great. I think the menu was more like you kind of like knew where it was going yeah, to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. And with Triangle of Sadness, I didn't. No, you had and no so idea. I liked, yeah. that's why I liked it more. I, it, and it kept me more, it kept me more... I think I want to say off the top of my head that Triangle of Sadness was longer, but it did keep oh, me, it, was long. it kept me yeah. more engaged because mm-hmm. I was like, where is this going? Right. You know? Well, and the, because they kept switching up the story too. It was like, and well, I, now what, what's going to happen? And you I know? also like how they kind of did the whole jab at like the class, yes. the class system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how they did that more, yeah. more effectively for me in Triangle of Sadness. Oh, they did. No, absolutely. Because, you know, it's funny because I, Cindy and I were just talking about this movie when I had my tattoo um, session with her. And, um, she liked it too. I mean, I think it's, it's a, it's a tough movie. I feel like people are either going to love it or hate it, but, yeah. um, but yeah, we were talking about that, how that character of the, the cleaning lady, um, she isn't somebody that would have been like, she's not noticed. She's a person who's like looked over, well, like, it's all, it's also, you know, and she takes the power. She it, gets, you know? <laughs> you know, what's cool about that though is like, also like, she's not in the movie till like the last, like the last part of it, the last quarter of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which like goes it goes into saying that like you know she's just unnoticeable you know but like there's so many fucking great parts of the movie so basically it's about like these influencers and then a bunch of other like rich people that get put on this boat eventually yeah like this fancy that does take a while to get to the yacht believe it or not even though we already told you that but you still gotta believe it or not but 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 even when they're on the yacht it's still kind of plodding along a little bit and you're like where is this building to it's built they're building up like how when they're once they get on the boat they're the whole point of the of before the boat actually gets hijacked and they have to all escape <laughs> Which, like, that, when that happens it's like shocking they're right? built the, well they're building up this idea that like these people are so fucking privileged it's ridiculous mm-hmm. like there's one point where like one of the rich women wants all of the people to go down like the everyone, sliding board everyone who's a staff member of the yacht and she that, wants them to go swimming and the people that work on this staff like this is what they do they have these parties for these rich and they make money for the rest of the year they don't have to do anything so yep. they're like they offer like Twenty forty thousand dollar engagement rings oh, on here. Yeah, they yeah. basically have every everything these people could want or need is on the boat. There's even like armed security and stuff like that. But then they end up having like a captain's dinner, right during and, a terrible storm. And yeah, during a terrible, <laughs> terrible storm. And it's like that. It is. It's like stuff. It comes back to the menu oh where God. like you're watching these people eat things and you're like, this looks nasty. Like they serve like parsley jello and like, and just like there was like this uh, slime that I couldn't recognize what it was. Remember they were and like, she, yeah. she was, remember she was getting seasick and she was just eat it. You just need to get something in your just stomach. Eat it, just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> and so they all start eating it and like almost immediately everybody starts getting sick. 
People start puking everywhere. Oh my people God. start having we, diarrhea. I need to talk about the part. Talk with, about it. Okay, so everyone, everyone. Okay, this movie potentially has the most barf of any movie I've ever seen. And it's like explicit barf. Yes. It, remember I gagged? Yeah, it, the yeah one part you, you, did, you gagged hard. The next woman, because like, she was- like, oh God. <laughs> she was talking and she had chunks of vomit in her mouth. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, so there's so much vomit. But the best part is this one woman gets so sick and she's in the bathroom in her cabin and she's throwing up, but then she sits on the toilet and diarrhea sprays out of her ass. Well, you see it. You well, see it. No, <laughs> well, that's not it's exactly what happens. So, yeah, she's getting sick in the bathroom. But while this is happening, there's a terrible storm. Yeah. So the boat's going fl- tilting and everything like that. And all the shit starts leaking out of the oh toilet system and going Pouring. down the stairs. <laughs> and she is about to have diarrhea on the toilet. And as she's about to have diarrhea... The boat, the boat turns, and as she's about to squirt diarrhea out of her ass, she slides off the toilet, so you see it, all this diarrhea, <laughs> squirt out of her ass, on the toilet seat, on the floor, oh and then she God. slides in oh. her own shit and pulls herself back to the bowl so she could start throwing up in the bowl that has diarrhea all over it. It's fucking oh crazy. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. But then once they get to the island, it's, it, it's like another great, like, I, I love how the dynamics constantly yeah. switch in the movie because they get to the island and like basically I'm only like five or six of them have survived at that point. And one of them happens to be the cleaning lady and she is the only person equipped to survive this situation. Everybody else is like so used to no everybody being done to for, everything being done hunt, for them. Cook nothing. So she's basically like, okay, cool. I'm going to take care of you guys. And this happens over like the course of like a couple of days that they're there where she is like, I'm the boss now. Like, and basically makes them all say like, you're the boss you're the boss you're the boss and then it becomes even better because she basically starts (coughs) exchanging sexual favors with like the young model guy because at one point this like escape ship ship it's like a little boat but it's like covered washes up on shore and she starts using it and she starts making the hot guy that has a girlfriend there come in at night and bang her (laughs) for like pretzel sticks But then he actually seems like he falls in love with her because he wants a relationship. And the girl he's with is like an influencer and very like very manipulative. He's he's very shallow too. Yeah. But like he wants like an actual relationship and she doesn't really care. She's basically just banging him because they're both influencers and it's like a power couple mentality with that. But the ending is fucking great too because the whole time we were watching the movie, I was like, are they going to find out that they're not really on an island? That they're like on the mainland the whole time? Somewhere on like on the mainland and they're just too stupid to figure out that they they never went out of this cove they were in. They assumed it was an island. And then you finally get like a hint at that because this one woman that's on there had a stroke and she can't talk. She get, well, she, she can't walk and she can't walk. Yeah. So she's in like a little like uh, she's in like, like a life raft, like a life raft, yeah. just on the shore as everybody else is off doing things like to gather supplies for the day. And this guy just walks up and he's got like all these like hats and necklaces like for sale purses. <laughs> and she can't she can't say anything to him. And she's like, and he doesn't get like oh. You you're on a life raft. Your ship crashed. He's like she doesn't. He doesn't understand. And basically, he's like fuck you. You're crazy. And he walks off. And then the girlfriend decides she's going to start looking around or whatever to see what's around. And the girl who's been exchanging sexual favors, um, the the cleaning lady, goes with her because she's like you can't go out there by yourself. You'll get hurt. And they end up finding like a hotel. What what they say? It's like a high end resort. Yeah, and there's like an entrance way like in the side of the cave for it. And I guess you have to believe the way the movie ends that she kills the girl before they get in there. Yeah, so, it cuts. so they can stay there and she can keep remain being the boss. powerful. Yeah. But it is such like, it's such a good. It's a ride, man. It, it is a ride. And it's like such a cool way to end it too, because I feel like it's one of those things you have to consider as a person. That like once you get the upper hand, would you give it away? Right. Because she knows like there's a really good line when, when 
the cleaning lady walks up and back at her and is going to club her on the head with the rock. They did, and they cut before she does it. But the girl makes a comment like, "We're finally saved. Don't worry, I'll get you a job and you can be my assistant." Right. And she and you could tell that like that sets her off. I'm going to go back to being a fucking like yep. a, a gopher again. The help. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go back exactly. I'm going to go back to being the help again. Yeah. And then it cuts. It's just I don't know. It was a great way to end it's, it. It was a good movie. Yeah, it was it was really good. It was I just, better than I thought it, it would be. It made me want to go on a yacht. Like Yo, those that yacht was fucking crazy. It was pimp, big pimping. Right? <laughs> because it had a fucking sliding board, it had a pool, and yeah. I always wanted to go on a yacht that had a pool in there, but then I am afraid of the whole like drain situation that can happen with your butthole and stuff like that. Yeah. With the pool drains. Oh. Like the kids go down there and Is they, that true? Yeah, like apparently you get, you get your butt sucked out yeah you get your butt sucked out <laughs> it's, it's happened historically many times oh man that's... Yeah, they called it like i think it's called like buttock entrapment or something like yeah, that yeah. and you can basically become disemboweled from it yeah and there was like actually like a story like 2010 something like that it was like 10 years ago where this kid was in his in-ground pool and he got sucked at the bottom and his parents didn't know he was drowning or whatever but he got that's stuck nuts. he got stuck at the butt and he pulled himself out, but when he, his parents <gasps> said when he came out of the pool, all of his intestines were oh. hanging out of his butt because apparently, like the yeah. it can, it's like three hundred and fifty pounds of pressure or something oh. like that, so it can easily yeah. suck out your butt. So he was <sighs> saying, I would be fucking horrified. Doesn't that make you question the design of the human body that your butt can just be sucked out? Well, we already talked about it before. I told you I your, mean, your asshole should be a diamond, yeah. so nothing can come <laughs> come out and in. But it's also yeah. horrifying. I mean, any kind of prolapse is horrifying to me. Like. You know, the fact that your vagina could actually come outside of your body. Horrifying. Isn't it? Well, you say the word prolapse and immediately it's not good. No. You know? You're just like, that. <laughs> well, that's, I'm sad. I'm yes. scared. I'm sad. Yeah, because, I mean, that's why pessary rings exist. And I, like, I do deal with, I, well, I used to when I was in the adult world uh, doing MRIs that would, old women would have pessary rings and they're basically yeah, like. Holding all the shit in. They're holding your fucking cooch in there from just splopping out. Like, and what does that look like when it comes out? Like a cuttlefish? Fucking I, listen, look I've, scary. Seen, I've seen a prolapsed uterus, so. Oh, well, on a dog. Uh, a cat. Oh, cat. Yeah, I mean. I've it, seen lots of prolapsed buttholes. <laughs> Dogs. Oh, I've, seen pro, I've seen prolapsed buttholes only because when I was, when I did my clinical rotation for x-ray, we did uh, defograms, which is basically, yeah. they don't really do them much anymore because there's a better test you can get, but it would basically be like, you'd have this person drink all this oh, barium. And then you'd watch, they'd sit on this, um, uh, like, like, uh, kind of like a commode, but the bucket was like underneath them. Yeah. And then we would take like fluoro as they were pooping. So you could watch their butthole prolapse and all the poop come out. But what if you couldn't poop? You know, like you got like the shy, the shy, the shy butt syndrome. Uh, I think that, oh no, with that one, I think they specifically give you some kind of like, it's like a laxative, like a laxative keep it, keep it yeah, keep okay. it, to keep it, to speed up the process. My body, sometimes it shuts down when I'm in public and I just can't poop. It's just, no, nah, it's not me. Butt. I can I shit. I used to be like that when I was a child, but then as I became an adult, I was like, I'll shit anytime, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'll shit outside. I don't care. And I have, and yeah. I will do it again. <laughs> That's disgusting. If you have to poop, you have to poop. Who cares? I've got to the point now where like, I don't I'm, shit ass. I'm married. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what other people think about me. I don't, I'll fucking shit in front of anybody. I'll shit in front of a fucking nun. You wouldn't shit in front of me. No, I won't shit in front of you because you're my precious one. What if we were in a situation where like we were trapped somewhere together, like locked in a cell together and there was a bucket. I'd have to shit in front of you then. That's horrifying. I mean, like, listen, there's no way to stop poop. I'll hold it in until I die. You'll probably throw up poop. (laughs) I remember one time Danny, I thought my brother held his poop so long and he started throwing up and I remember looking at at his throw up and it was brown. I was like, he's, he's barfing up his poop. 
because uh, he had to poop so bad and he wouldn't poop. Uh, yeah. We were going on vacation somewhere and he wouldn't oh poop at God. the yeah. at like the store we were at. And he started getting sick outside and he started throwing up. And I literally thought, because I was really young, I was yeah. like, he's throwing up his poop. <laughs> like, That's amazing. <laughs> and I was so, so scared. All right. Another thing I watched, Steph did watch, I watched Primal Season 2. So fucking God damn good. Oh my, I want yeah, you to watch I gotta, it so I bad. Watch it. Did you watch the whole first season yeah, with me? Yeah. It's fucking incredible, dude. It, it, it's amazing how much that, that, that they do in that show without any dialogue yeah. and just like minimal, like um, they do say they have words that they say, but it's very, very minimal even at that. But it's just, Oh my God, the show is so great. I feel like the first season was very much like, okay, this is like a weird dinosaur like world. Um, but it felt like, I don't want to say it felt grounded because there was still weird shit within that. But this season's just like, they just took out, they're just like, we're going, f- going for broke on this oh, one. It's okay. just all kinds of shit. There's like Egyptian like people in it and fucking like Viking like dudes in it. There's, uh, um, is it still like the two main characters? Sea like creatures the, in it. Yeah. The caveman and the dinosaur. Yeah. And then if you remember at the end of the first season, they're trying to save this, this, um, bald headed girl and she's oh, and yeah. they and they leave with her she gets kidnapped and they leave with her and they're on the beach yeah well c- picks up from them on the beach and them trying to find her and they oh. end up going out into the ocean and the fucking stuff that happens when they're on the ocean is just so visually and the animation is just so fucking good but even more than that like it is a fucking gory ass yeah it's so yeah. good this season takes the gore and doubles down on it and it like there is literally a scene where like the um fang and um the caveman uh, are just fucking straight up murdering an entire village of like Viking people. And they're literally just killing. It's like oh, 20 minutes yeah. of decapitations, disembowelments. And it's a really cool, uh, the stuff they explore in it is really awesome. And it makes you think like everything wants to kill you all the time in this time period, right. which is like something you don't think about. And they actually explore that idea. There's like a side episode that has nothing to do with the main episode. And it's basically about like these, uh, it looks like people like distinguished gentlemen from like the early 1800s and mm-hmm. they're just having like this. Oh yes, blah, blah, blah. And for whatever reason, this like crazy guy ends up coming in and fighting them and end up killing a lot of them. And the guy has to resort to being like a primitive in order to overcome oh, the situation. Yeah. But it's like something we've lost as a civilization. Once we adopted civilization, we kept, we didn't have to worry about dying all the time, right, you right. know? And yeah. so there's something very cool about that. And also it's like this thing where, Everything taking place is like everything taking place in the show. It, it seems like there's like multiple timelines happening in the show oh. because you have dinosaurs coexisting with like Egyptians right. coexisting with like, um, well, obviously cavemen and dinosaurs didn't exist at the same time. So there's like a lot of that, like yeah. what, like, and people are surprised to see there's elephants and okay. stuff like that. Um, then I started thinking like, w- w- it would be awesome if every, if there was like something that happened, like the galactic CPU lost ran out of memory and it compressed every single timeline into one current timeline so it'd be like everything that has ever lived ever in the universe was alive at the same time that would be insane it would be fucking awesome (laughs) because there's something like um they calculated how many human beings have been alive over the course of you know our time on earth like that are currently have lived and died and it's like somewhere between like 100 and 110 billion okay is what they is the number they've calculated. And currently there's only like 8 billion people alive. So you could times that times right. 10 to figure out how many people would be alive if no one ever died. Right. And they do calculate by 2100 that there will be 11, peop- 11 billion people Holy shit. on the planet. And then they've done other studies where they've been like, what is the actual carrying capacity 
of earth mm-hmm. for human beings. And they say for, for us to have lived and never really done any damage to the earth, it would have had to be like 2 billion people. So we're oh. already like way past that. Wow. Way, way past that. Um, but yeah, check out fucking, um, primal so good yeah, it's, on, to, H- it's on hbo it. max and you'll literally watch these episodes and they're like 20 minutes a piece they'll fly by so fucking fast but it, i will say it's not like a show you want to just put on in the background because because there's no dialogue in it you really want to watch the sit down and watch it without any distractions to kind of pick up on all the subtleties of the characters that are going on in the connection because ultimately it's about like what will you do for your loved ones right that's the whole thing because he forms a relationship with fang yeah. fang's the dinosaur the dinosaur ends up getting pregnant Oh, and then there's like babies that they have to protect, and then he ends up finding the bald girl, and then he tries to protect her. But then they come into conflict with those Vikings, and they kill like this whole tribe. But they're just trying to stay alive because right. they're trying to kill them. Yeah. But then this dad, dad Viking, and his son come back from like a, a slaver trip. Where they come back with all these slaves, and the whole tribe is dead. So then they go oh. get, try to get revenge, uh-huh. and then he basically gets the lead Viking dude gets pulled to hell, and the de- and Satan like lets him come back to get revenge oh. on planet earth as like this weird fucking fire demon holy shit and he starts basically it's almost like it follows he starts walking to where they are from where he's at but yeah. they have already gone like they actually travel back to the mainland after they get um the girl and they come in contact with these egyptians who have all these slaves and have basically been going around the world and like getting all these slaves to just keep making their kingdom get bigger and bigger right. and bigger and finally they overcome these egyptians whatever and they meet more people and this there's like this big egyptian guy and you find out he's a slave because his daughter is being held by the main egyptian woman so then they help him get his daughter back and just as they start to settle and it's like happy it's it's really cool because they go back to this thing where like fang and the caveman dude are not like of this world like they're not civilized and right. they don't want to be civilized yeah they want that like constant like struggle to survive and just as like you think everything's going to be good in the distance, you can see all this fire coming oh. and, and it's that dude coming yeah. walking that he's like, uh, he's like a fire demon. It's Holy fucking crap. awesome. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta watch it. Super epic. I'm sorry. I ran it on. No, that no, no, that's fine. And then let's do a couple more things. Uh, okay. Fear no evil from 1981. We watched recently. Oh. Steph, you didn't realize this when you were watching at the time, but your boy directed it. Frank La Logia. And you're probably like, I don't know Frank. No, La I know the name. He directed lady in white. Starring that kid boy with the big, big ears, ears. Um, Luke, Lucas, Luke, Lucas Haas. Yeah, yeah. You never watched it. Like, we started watching it, and then I think we turned it off, because it's fucking... That movie is weird. That movie ruined my childhood. I know, and I wanted to, like... <laughs> we wanted to watch it so bad, because you talked about it so much, and we were trying to watch it. I'm like, this fucking movie is hella boring. Hella but boring. But it's so fucking dark, because that guy's just, like, murdering children. Mm. It's fucking crazy. Throwing them off the fucking cliff. Yeah, we gotta watch it for real. We'll have to go back to it. Um, Fear No Evil is pretty good. It's got like possession vibes. There's some zombies in it. There's Yo, some demons. There's some fucking Lucifer goth. Goth daddies. Goth daddy. I love it. Yo, he is a goth daddy. <laughs> that's my boy from that's drugstore from class in 1984. Yeah, um, he's he, so fucking weird looking. He was also in the Fog remake from 2005 that Dr. Benny Graves covered on Y2 Killers. Oh, was he? Damn. Check it out. Um, I mean, it was a good movie. It was a. Uh, what about the guy growing <laughs> the guy growing breasts? yeah that's, holy shit that scene's good that what, scene's good uh, first of all there's a lot of um what about the scene where he fuck he fucks the girl with the gun d- that and she's like is it loaded and he's like just don't cough yeah well that i was gonna say that whole dynamic that whole relationship is very let's say problematic um because he's just they're in high school and he is just 
smacking her around. Yeah, he's smacking her the fuck around. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, puts the gun up or hoo-ha. Hoo-hoo-chani, as you would say. Oh, man. What about that beef jerky face girl who's supposed to be like the heartthrob in it? So, yeah, there's this main chick who's supposed to be like the hot. Yeah, I don't know, man. She's... She looks like she had so much like Botox in her lips or lip filler, not Botox. That was but like that, that wasn't a thing. Yeah, maybe she was using Ugh. like synthol. What's that? And then her lips. What's synthol? That's what those big Orexia guys use. That oh, Russian dude. I didn't watch it. That, that big, that big, you know that Russian guy though that, uh, that has, has the big weird biceps because he injects synthol in his uh in his biceps. What is going to happen to his? It's going to fucking necrosis so, all off. Well, so if you watch that documentary, Big Orexia, um, it's basically about these guys who are obsessed with getting jacked and jacked and jacked, and it's like. A lot of them are just like, yeah, I take steroids because it's the only way to get this big. And like, I still feel like I'm small. Meanwhile, they're giant. Yeah. They're fucking giant. And a lot, of these, weird. a lot of these people have like overcome some kind of like trauma in their lives. Yeah. And they did do like this like little, I don't want to say study, but like they found that a lot of women who are not women that are just in the bodybuilding, but women that are in the bodybuilding to the point where they're taking like growth hormones right, and stuff right. like that, because you can always tell. It's always noticeable with anybody that takes steroids, but it's even more noticeable with women because you start to lose all your feminine qualities. Right. You start to, your face start, structure starts to change, yeah. your voice starts to change. And a lot of the women that they did interview had a lot of like sexual trauma that happened to right. them at a young right. age that like, I guess maybe has something to do with like them wanting to get big now to protect themselves. Right. Yeah. It makes sense. But some of these women were just like so insanely huge and yeah, all of them took fucking <sighs> steroids. So all crazy. Of them. But, but the, this documentary, most of the people were like, yeah, take steroids. And they had like interviews with doctors saying how much the steroids fuck you up. Yeah. And you know, it's just crazy. But yeah, synthol is the thing that they use. And it's basically like this mineral oil that oh. you just, you inject, um, you know, and people use it. A lot of people use it like in small amounts. People right. that do like professional bodybuilding just to accentuate certain parts of your muscle, but it becomes a problem when you're like injecting so yeah. much of it. And that guy, that Russian dude with the big biceps basically has to have surgery to take it out because it's all ne- ne- like there's necrosis yeah. and shit like well, that. That's what I was going to say. Like even small amounts, like what happens, it just stays there, right? I imagine your body forms like a membrane or like, you know, like it's like a farm I body. Think, I think it's harder for your body to do that when you're injecting it in the muscle though. Mm. because it's different. It's like, you know, striated muscles different than like if you inject something into like your into soft tissue. Or, yeah. It's very easy for your body to block off that when it's, but I think that's probably the problem. Like maybe the body is trying to block it off. And right. Yeah, that's crazy. Because what ends up happening with people that have stuff like that is, and the only reason I know this is because I do MRI and I see a lot of people that have this. Um, when you have, when your muscles, when that starts to happen to your muscle, your muscle basically tran- changes the fat. Oh. And so all of your muscle in your body is replaced by fat. Yeah. So I have a lot of people that I do MRIs on and all of their lower back muscles have begun. They have like a, they call it like, um, I can't remember the exact name. It's like fat atrophy. It's like muscle atrophy is so bad that it's replaced by fat mm-hmm. and all their back. It's weird when you, you wouldn't know what an MRI looks like cause you don't do it. But like, the pictures look totally different because right. you're like, where's all their muscle at? Yeah. Oh, that's, it's changed to fat. That's like, crazy. And like how these people walk around, they have literally no back muscles. So you're supported by your bone structure right. on your back. And these that's people, alone isn't enough. People end up getting terrible pro- complications yeah. from that. Man, but anyway, back to Fear and Weevil, 1981. Yeah, yeah. Soundtrack is amazing. It's got fucking Ramones. Holy crap. Sex Pistols, Patti Smith, Talking Heads, B-52s. That song, I don't like Mondays. <laughs> I don't like I was like so shocked every time like a song came on. I was like, what? How did this happen? There was a fucking awesome song at the end called Fear No Evil by a band called Tribe. And I was like, this fucking song is amazing. 
You can't find it fucking anywhere. Yeah, weird. I looked on the internet for it. I couldn't find it on YouTube. It's and not it's on fucking Spotify. And it's tribe spelled like a Y, right? I couldn't even find anything about the band. Yeah. I was like, what, where the fuck is this song at? I'm going to have to rip it huh. from the movie or something like that. I yeah. want to put it on the end of this episode. Yeah, that song is fun. It's fucking good. It sounds like Blue Oyster Cult meets like Bauhaus. Yeah. Yeah, that something movie, like that. The movie was worth watching for sure. I mean, it's the, for sure. it, it's, the acting isn't the best, but for also, sure. it's crazy. Or for certain. Like um, keeping grandma. Let's talk about. Wait, I was saying they keep the he keeps his mom up in the in the attic, and she's full of cobwebs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't really talk much about the movie because we're just kind of like yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. something we watched. But anyway, that movie's kind of like um, the whole premise of that movie is like Lucifer is, inhabits this kid's body, and the ever since he's like a baby, and then he gets grown because he's reborn. He gets yeah. re- like grows up to be like eighteen or whatever. But then, unbeknownst to Lucifer, three other angels have inhabited human bodies right. that are trying to take him down. Just happen to live in the same town. Right, right, it's right. convenient. Yeah. You know, they don't have to travel anywhere. But the one they, they literally go to the same school. Only as him. two of them have have been or known because they're waiting for the third one. It, she, it is, but it is known. But it is known. But she shows herself at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the battle of, of the, for the ages, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who, who says that. Highlander. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, one more thing we'll talk about. Um, the Last of Us series. We finished that. Yeah, we, we did. Okay. Uh, what do you, you go ahead. Okay. So as somebody who I didn't play the game, I did watch you play a lot of the game. I am more familiar with the second game. Um, I enjoyed it. I love Pedro Pascal. I love him. He's so great. Pedro Pascal. Um, he's really great in it. He's wonderful. He is, great. He is fucking amazing, um, actually. I, I, do, I do think that uh, it did start off really strong. And I think that it didn't end as strong for me. Um, season, th- I mean, episode three was fantastic. A- episode three it was so episode good. three for me is where the problem started because, and not because that episode was bad. That episode was phenomenal, Yeah, but it set the bar so fucking high yep. for anything else after that. Every episode after that felt like a letdown for me after yeah. that episode. Cause I was like, that episode was fucking awesome. It was so good. It wasn't in the game. And I'm not one of these people that's upset because they changed stuff from the game. I'm only upset if they changed stuff from the game if they didn't do it as well as the game did, but they were doing the same idea. Right. That's the stuff I had problems with because I'm like, why did you change that from the game? Right. Because the thing you did instead is not as effective. Yeah. But when they did something like that episode and they changed that character completely from the video game, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was. It was like I said, it was the best episode of the season. But the series itself didn't give me the feels that I got when I was watching the Oscars and I saw everything everywhere all at once when all the fucking awards all i was their like speeches fucking crying watching that oh shit it was God. that was some heartwarming shit did also did you know that jamie lee curtis hadn't won an oscar before then no but that, i don't right you, I, mean, I mean you would know you're jamie lee curtis so. i mean it's you I didn't mean, know but, you didn't win before but i guess it makes like sense when you think of the movies that she's been in because you know they're not giving anyone an oscar for halloween but um yeah i, I just like i don't know i just like assumed it was it was great like, seeing all them it was great seeing james hong ancient as shit yeah. up there saying like you know they didn't think Asians could make it in American right. cinema. Look at us now. And yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, well, he's old enough to have experienced a whole oh. lot in oh, Hollywood. Oh, he, he fucking has seen it all. Yeah. You know, he's fucking like a buck 70 now. <laughs> he fucking saw them using like fucking like, they see, he saw them making movies on rocks. Yeah. And you see, he's seen how far it's come. Oh, man. Also, when Brendan Fraser won for The Whale, that shit was, did you watch his? I cannot his? wait to see that movie. Did you see no, his? No, I didn't uh, see his speech. His acceptance speech was fucking awesome. And I was, uh-huh. I'm not even into the Oscars, but I do, I'm a big fan of the underdog yeah you know coming up getting yep. their come-ups and so i was fucking all about watching these and i didn't watch the oscars when they were um aired but obviously everybody's been sharing them like crazy so right. you can watch all the highlights afterwards but brendan frazier's was another one man he was choked up yeah and he was bi- and it, just like um well he's been through some shit 
Well, it's just, and again, it is, it's the underdog thing. And that's just part of who I am as a person where like, I always am rooting for the person yeah. that isn't expected to win. That's just some people like the, 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 the team that's won every year for the f- past 20 years and they yeah. want them to win again. I'm never that person. And it's just like, babe, who are you based deep down inside? I want the underdog to have, be able to taste that nice. Yeah. Creme, I, mean, I, I feel the, it. I feel the, you on that. The, the creme of victory. Um, but the last episode for me and last of us did feel super rushed. I was shocked that they were like, okay, this is the main thing that's going to happen in, in the, that happens in the game. We're going to just do it all in 45 minutes. That was a mistake. I don't understand why they tried to cram that entire story into nine episodes. Yeah. And I feel like that they could, they still could have did it. I do believe they could have did it. They needed to have like an hour and a half episode, maybe twice right. to be able to flesh some things out. Because my problem with the story was they, you didn't, and I already had, I know what their, what the relationship is of these characters, but I feel like for people that are coming in that didn't play the video games and I'm a huge last of us fanboy. I fucking love the first game. I love the second game. Even, You've played it multiple times. I played it multiple times. I played yeah. the first game probably like five times. I bought a PS5. I'm about to play. You play it again? Play the fucking Last of Us remake yeah. again for like the sixth time. Um, I played Last of Us two, three times. I f- it, they're just like, there's no better game for me in the world. There's probably will never be a game that's better made than that. I, yeah. I, I fucking loved it. I love that it wasn't an open world game like every other game is now. I love that it was like it had a story to tell. The right? story, the connections, you just felt invested. And you know, John, when I was talking to John about this, he made a good point in saying like, you know it's easy to get a big strong connection when you're playing a video game. It takes like 20 to 30 hours. Yeah. But when you have a TV show, it's nine hours. It's a lot harder to do. And I was like, Oh, I hundred percent agree with that. I mean, that's very true. But then at the same time, I feel like the show was very, uh, the show really wanted to show you that the limits to some people will go to like find happiness almost. Um, and so they did show you this, the episode, with um tom fergus ted ferguson right um in episode three <laughs> and that like i said i love that episode i didn't think that episode, there was nothing wrong with that episode i think that's the strongest episode of the um season but i didn't they didn't need to do the mall scene even though that 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 it's a cool setup the mall's cool i mean i'm okay with backstory you know but but, the, but that's that's where you're getting me the, pissed off because i feel like if you you needed to build more on the joel and ellie relationship oh, yeah, yeah. of them going through this together and the relationship building and it felt kind of felt like they were at one point and then it just jumped ahead yes, to when no, they I were agree. friendly yeah just because of one interaction that they had and i was like it just didn't feel like a natural progression to yeah. me um they could have done that a little bit better they didn't need the mall thing if you wanted to do the mall thing just so everybody knows that ellie's gay you could have did that in the second season as like a flashback or something like that when you maybe you knew this was going to be a success and you have more money to play with and stuff like that and then you also didn't need the fucking backstory of ellie's mom being pregnant and being big because some things are better left to the imagination. And for me, the show, the, when this show is stumbling is when they're trying to over explain things to everybody. Yeah. It's like the thing with like, I don't mind the whole, how they change like the fungus as a network and they can all talk to each other. That's fine. But also, did you really need to tell everybody that? Like you didn't because you didn't even really, you didn't really double down on the fact that that was a thing. Right. Because like it seems you, unnecessary. You had one instance where there was like a whole horde of infected coming, so you really didn't even need to, need to use that as yeah. a thing. Like unless you're going to use that in the second season, and if that's the case, you could have did that. You could have introduced, introduced that in the, in second, the second season. season. Yeah, because they took away two awesome scenes in the um that are from the video game, which I understand why they take stuff away because they're under time res- uh, constraints and stuff like that. But there's an interaction at a dam where the infected are coming and you have to fight all the infected off the dam and stuff like that. It's awesome. And then there's another uh, scene with infected where 
when Ellie is separated from Joel and she's trying to take care of Joel because Joel's shot, she goes to get the uh, deer and that guy approaches. Right. And she's like, I want antibiotics and you can have half the deer and the guy leaves. Well, when that guy leaves, a whole bunch of infected come and they have to fight off the infected together. And then by the end of that, you're it it makes things hit harder because after this interaction where they've exchanged guns and have had each other's backs, they're around the fire. And he's like, see, I told you everything happens for a reason. You were here to help me fight Uh, these infected off. And I found out about, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, some of our guys were killed by an older man that was with a young girl. And it hits way harder because of that earlier scene you had with them together fighting. So when they take, when you take that away and he just says that to you, you're like, okay, I guess it's cool, but it's not as cool as it would have been yeah. otherwise. Yeah. And I already knew that was going to happen. So it's not really a spoiler for me, but yeah. I could see how it would be better for other people. And then the way that they just unfolded the last episode was just, like I said, it felt rushed, but, also, I just never came around to the actress that plays Ellie at all. Right. I think she's super one-dimensional. I feel like she is basically like a head of uh, iceberg lettuce <laughs> acting against Pedro Pascal, who's giving it a fucking awesome performance. He is crushing it as Joel. Yeah. He is absolutely the number one pick you could have got to play that. Yeah. But she is like the total polar opposite end of like, you chose her? Who are the other fucking people that applied? Let me see their resumes. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, any other person's better than what you just put on the table. She's fucking looks like sloth from Goonies. <laughs> she's fucking awful. She's like, she can't, she just, any, anytime she's in a scene with anybody else, the other person is acting their ass off no matter what. Like that girl that ends up the mall, the whole mall thing, that right. other actress that plays like the girl that like, oh, the, her, like she's friends friend. with, yeah, yeah. she's awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, and then she's crossed to Ellie and Ellie's like, Ugh, just not good at all. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard when you don't, you don't connect with an actress, you know? Especially yeah. like a main character. So I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. And it was very much meh. And it just made me think of like how much more I love Station Eleven because Station Eleven is a similar story with a lot of high stakes and has a way oh, bigger emotional toll. And, you know, again, this is coming from somebody who's a fucking Last of Us fanboy. I just, I didn't. I am constantly, I feel like I just bring, I bring up Station Eleven at least once a week. I'm constantly telling people to watch it because no one has watched that show. Yeah, it's just fucking great, bro. So overlooked. But once I fire up my PS5 and I start playing uh, The Last of Us Remake, I'm going to be greasing myself <laughs> up with that bad dragon cum lube. Yeah. Greasing no, I, it up, greasing I mean, it up. I enjoy The Last of Us. I'm looking forward to what they do in season two. Um, she, I, she's going to, re- she's returning. They're keeping her even though there's an age jump. Did you know that? A time jump? I mean, I would assume you'd yeah, have they're to. Keeping her. That's fine. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I know, I know more about the second, the story of the second game, and um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they do that. And I think that they need definitely need more than nine episodes, maybe two seasons. Yeah, and they need to, to have, a, and they have need to have a bigger infected presence. Otherwise, yeah. you, otherwise you're just lean, and you're even though Last of Us was very heavy on the drama, it was still very much set in a world where there was infected oh, people. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a constant threat. And there's good, and there's way, way, way more yeah. parts to juggle in the second yeah, one. Yeah, and there's uh, there's creatures that we haven't seen yet, so right? If, yeah, and if you haven't got if they see, that's my another problem I come down to is like you didn't do for me at least they didn't do the first game justice, right? I don't think they did a terrible job. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not those people. It's like it sucked. I don't think it sucked. I was teasing earlier when yeah, I said yeah. that. Um, I was just disappointed you, in you it. You just had high expectations, high hopes for it, and you're just feeling a little let down. Well, because the stuff I was let down by, it was basically like, why did you pivot from the video game, but you did everything else the same up until this moment, right. and you changed it? Yeah, even, like why? Even the scene when she ends up killing the guy yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's basically trying to rape her as the, as the building's on fire, yep. that hits so much harder in the video game because Joel finds her in the building 
as she's stabbing this guy to death, like yeah. over and over again, and, and and pulls her away from the body right. and starts holding her and consoling her and stuff like that. And it just hits way harder that way than her exiting the building right, and, and just walking up to Joel. Yeah. No, I was is, like, why did you change that? It, it's strange because even as someone who didn't, who doesn't know the story, I expected him to burst in and, and grab her. Like that was where I thought it was going naturally. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a strange choice. Um, but wait, could we say watch Mando? Oh, this new th- listen, this new season. I didn't really care for the last season of Mando too much. This new season, I'm on board, bro. It's good. It's got some fucking the first two episodes. It was like horror three, sci-fi three all the way. Well, watched, the third right? episode was wasn't oh. like that. The third episode was more backstory. It was good though. It was good. It was good. It was good because you're getting like it's almost like reverse uh, Auschwitz, where it's like the Nazis have been taken out but now it's like the americans brainwashing the former nazis mm. to be americans now right, so i thought right. that was like really yeah. cool and i like to see that like idea i was like i was surprised they were doing that idea um I, yeah i was into the third episode but the first two episodes were very like it's dude good. fucking space space battles fucking yeah. mutant creatures there's fucking like morlocks <gasps> in this shit wait can we just say the whole little the little clan of uh the dude, what's his name? The dude. Oh, oh, Baba Frick. Yeah, Baba, 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 Baba Frick. Baba Frick. Baba Frick has like a whole <laughs> collection a whole... of like mechanics yeah. that work in this little chew. No squeeze. Yeah, <laughs> that was fucking awesome. No uh, squeeze. Oh uh, yeah, I will say I was into that. Oh, watch it. I'm um, speaking of greasy boys. I want to do one more thing before we get into. Um, oh, what are we? What are we doing? Did you ever hear about the urban legend of Marlon Brando, Michael Jackson, and Elizabeth Taylor taking a post-apocalyptic road trip? No. <laughs> so there's some truth behind this apparently, and no one knows if it's like 100% fact or fiction. But it's a story that's been going around. What does that around. mean? A post-apocalyptic? I'm going to tell you. Okay. So Marlon Brando was actually giving Michael Jackson acting lessons because he's like, uh, Marlon, uh, when you were in Apocalypse Now and you were like in the cave with this the sweat dripping off you, <laughs> and you were like horror and more moral terror are your friends i was like i want to act like him <laughs> oh my god so so he was like all right michael i'll teach you a thing or two about this thing we call acting god, that sounds just like him <laughs> i was eating sorry <laughs> so he was giving him lessons or whatever and so him and michael jackson became like friends and he extended him an invite to see him perform at madison square garden so for the same event Michael Jackson was already like best friends with Elizabeth Taylor at this time, and he had her accompany to this event. The problem was that this event took place on 9-11. Oh. So when the two towers collapsed, all planes were grounded. So they were like, we need to fucking get out of here because people are going to try to abduct us since we're high profile celebrities and use us to their advantage. We need to get out of here. So we need to do it like on the sly. So they went and ran into like a really shitty rent a car uh-huh. and they drove eight hours to Ohio together mm-hmm. in this car, just mm-hmm. the three of them. And apparently Marlon Brando just kept asking to stop at KFC to, <laughs> to fuel up on double down sandwiches. Do you know what a double down is? No. It's the two pieces of chicken that oh, are instead of bread. Like the, yeah. And then it's bacon, cheese and gravy inside of it. And there's no way of knowing how much of this is true, Steph. But I would like to believe it's all true. I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> Wait, because Marlon, how old was those he Those three then? would have been starting something mm. in that car. He would have been farting well, something. He, he, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm fucking saying. How many times have they had to stop because Marlon Brando had the worst diarrhea? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, I, I fucking forgot to tell you this. My, oh, so my coworker told me about this fucking poop story. Holy oh. shit, I can't believe I oh. fucking forgot to tell you this. I love uh, a poop story. So... 
It's, it's fucking hilarious. So her son is autistic. That's not the funny part. Her son is autistic. She talks about him all the time. Like the problems, he's not like a functionally autistic person. And she like, um, is used to it. So she has like fun, fun with it. Not that she makes fun of him. Right. It's her life. And that's how she deals with it. But she makes fun of the situations, you know? And so she was telling us the other day, she's like, oh my God, because he's like 20 now. Oh my God. Michael has the fucking, his name's not Michael, by the way, but I'm just going to say Michael. Oh my God. Michael has the most giant shits. That's what she said. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, every fucking time he takes a shit, the toilet clogs, the toilet oh clogs, God. the toilet clogs. And she's like, so I had to start keeping plastic utensils in the bathroom no. and I had to have him stop flushing. And every time he's done <gasps> taking a poop, I got to go in there and I slice them and dice them. <laughs> And I'm fucking, di- I'm dying, I'm dying laughing. Me and Peter dying laughing. And I'm like, slice him and dice him. I was like, you a fucking teenage mutant ninja turtle? Like, Jesus Christ, what do you mean slice him and dice him? She's like, the turds. Oh my God. And she's God. like, she has to, she says, I also keep them in my bag for when we go out to eat in case he has to use the bathroom. And oh my God. And I was like, what is the eating? That he has huge shits that clog the toilet every time. And can you imagine going in and having to cut up a turd to no. flush it every nope. day? Nope. Every day, Steph. No. Her and her husband. Yeah, they keep it in the bathroom now. One of the drawers is just all plastic forks and knives. Holy shit. You know, and listen, I have talked before about all of my work experience, life poop, experience poop, with poop. Poop capades. Right? But yeah. I I don't think that I could slice up a turd. I don't think I could do it. Yeah. You know? One time I took a poop at work. This is at my old job. <laughs> it was huge. It was like, fr- it, w- it was like a, it was a turd that went was from it like, like a spiral. It went to lip to lip oh. on the toilet. Like, like, oh, it th- didn't, it didn't, sw- it didn't swirl. It was just a big, like banana. It was like a banana, but it went, <laughs> went lip to lip and it went in there and it laid like uh-huh. left. To, if you're looking at the toilet, it laid Did left it, to right. And it squeezed in together. It didn't break in half. All right. So okay. I tried to flush it and it was, must've been a harder turd. So it just kept spinning oh, no. like a helicopter <laughs> and it was just spinning shit all in there, spinning <laughs> shit all around the porcelain. And then the fucking toilet, of course, from my toilet paper went around the turd and started fucking overflowing oh. and the turd lifted to the top. <laughs> and I watched the turd fucking snake crawl like a slug off the lip of the toilet wet and go kerplunk. Oh, and I, my fucking heart sank because this was like this bathroom was tied to our lunchroom <laughs> and so i fucking peeked outside the crack to make sure no one was in the fucking because they I, I yelled at them all the time because the toilet was known to clog and i was like right. can we just leave the plunger in there instead of calling the maintenance guy every fucking time it clogs <laughs> just leave it in there oh my God. so i fucking I, cl- I clicked it shut i fucking ran to mri i wrote up a note that said out of order and i ran back <laughs> and i taped it up on the door and then i fucking went to the my thing and i called the front desk and i was like elena Someone blew up the toilet. There's a huge turd on the floor. Click. <laughs> and she like, I guess she got the maintenance guy to come and he, he had to fucking clean up my turd. He had to pick your turd up. Off the turd. It was all oh wet. And it was God. a, it was a sodden turd. Yeah, but it was probably solid. He just picked it up with like a paper towel. I don't know. It, it, <laughs> it did sound hefty when it hit. Like it did have like a wet, like, Oh my God. Uh, all right. What are we drinking stuff? Oh Jesus. Um, I have a superhero sidekicks, a hazy IPA by Kings County Brewers Collective from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, talk about that artwork, bro. Yo, the artwork is so fun. It's like, like a Krang ripoff. Yeah, it's and like it, a Krang octopus with like it a looks like a rat king ripoff. Killer penguin and some chick fl- is flying. Man, you're selling it. Ch- it's, flying chicks. I'm on board. It's pretty great. It's a guy with like a inner tube. I don't know. It's great. It is. That's a good beer. I like that. It's a good beer. I just picked it up. uh, Just like randomly. Just because. Oh, there's like a monkey guy. What is that guy in the back? He looks like a little. He looks um, like like a rock. He's raccoon. (laughs) Raccoon. Is that his name? No, no, raccoon is from everything, everywhere, all at once. (laughs) Yeah, raccoon. Oh my God, I forgot. Um, I'm drinking uh, from Tired Hands Hop Cream. 
uh, DDH Galaxy and Simcone Marshmallow Dippa. Oh my god, this is like when I fucking love IPAs when they brew them with marshmallow. Yeah. It is like the creamiest fucking most delicious thing ever evil twin was ma- made one like two years ago and i got my hands on a ton of it and then they stopped making it because it was like a limited release and i was like that needs to be something you make all the time mm-hmm. my bros so i hope they keep making stuff with marshmallow yeah it's really good it's fucking delightful it's my bro. really good what is the simon gamora guide stephanie all right so we got rotor that's how you say it, right? You just say rotor? Rotor. Rotor. R-O-T-O-R. Well, why, don't, yeah, I don't know. why don't you say R dot O dot T dot O dot R dot. From 1987. It's not rotor 1987. It's rotor from 1987. From 1987. And Megan from 2022. Okay, we're going to start with rotor from 1987. And uh, Rotor stands for Robotic Officer Technical Operation Operation Research. <laughs> um, and the synopsis, again, one sentence. A prototype robot intended for crime or combat escapes from the development lab and goes on a killing rampage. It's like a Terminator RoboCop ripoff. Yeah. No budgie. It's terrible. No budgie, no budgie in which to speak. <laughs> no budgie, and the acting is... Potentially some of the worst acting I've ever seen. And maybe also potentially <laughs> the most filmed phone conversations you will ever watch in a movie, because I think there was no less than 20 phone conversations. This movie I was like, holy yep. shit, can I watch some action besides people talking to each other on the fucking telephone? The, the movie and why do I got to watch this guy in real time drive to work? Yeah, it's a series of, that's what it is. It's a series of phone calls and then there's a lot of driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically it's this, um, it's this guy who's a doctor, who's a police captain. Who's a scientist. scientist who's, a, who's a farmer. <laughs> who's, a, who's a rancher. Rancher. He lives on a ranch. Um, and he's like a cowboy. And, and he's also an explosive specialist because he, he blows up stumps. He knows everything. He, he knows He knows a how to lot. lasso. Yeah. He can lasso. He knows when he's in a pickle, he needs to call Dr. Steele. Dr. Steele. Who is like a ripped ass bitch with like a weird spray painted yeah. mohawk mullet. Well, we didn't even say what his name was Cold Iron. Yeah, Cold Iron. It's Cold Iron. Oh, Do- hold on. Doctors Cold Iron and Steele. Can we can we just fucking talk about some of these fucking goddamn uh, names real quick? Oh my quick? God, the names are the worst. Re- yeah, read me off the names. Um, Sony Garen. That's her name, Sony. Um, Dr. Corin Steele. Barrett Cold Iron. Greg Hutchins, Penny Gale, Moki Kill- Killian. <laughs> yeah. called him Moki. Thanks, Moki. I was like, what, what the fuck? Um, uh, Earl Bugler, Bugler, mm-hmm. um, Glorioso, Kipster, Groats, Statum. Uh, Groats. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. That's the names. All right, let me that's real quick. Names. I want to read you some fucking quotes from the movie. Cold Iron. Let me tell you something, mister. You fire me. And I'll make more noise than two skeletons making love in a tin coffin, brother. <laughs> That's the kind of fucking shit. It's like Thor, Thunder, and Love fucking every joke falls flat. Yeah. Like that movie was. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. We that movie was, was fucking terrible. It wasn't not good. Terrible. Christian Bale too, bro. I thought, I was, thought that character was pretty cool. It was pretty cool, but it was still stupid. It was. Oh, man. Steel, stupid steel. Yeah. <laughs> Greg Hutchins. You look like you got both eyes coming out of the same hole. And I was like, is he calling her a cyclops? <laughs> How about the one guy who was like making all those references because he was like Native American? You don't happen like, to know any in- good Indian trackers, do you? I used to spend every summer on the Indian reservation. Hey, 
I'm like a cemetery. I'll take anybody. Once you go red, you never get out of bed. Oh, true that. <laughs> oh my God. He was great. That makes it seem like all Indians will scalp you and kill you. That's like, was the assumption there? Not that like you want to have like, sex all the like time. Like it's going to kill him. He, like yeah. that a Native American's going to kill him. I was like, I don't believe that yeah, all the Indians scalp people. Remember Native he was Americans. Like, he was like hit on that one scientist. And then he was like something like, oh, another white supremacist. And I was like, what? Well, the best part is like Dr. Steele and Cold Iron are in the car talking about like, they're like, oh, we got to, we got to fucking find Rotor. He's just causing havoc. And Dr. Steele's like, oh God, the brain matrix, it's modeled after your own lower brain functions without the higher functions to control them. And then Cold Iron's like, a brain without a heart, a conscience without recognition, a soul without the will. And Dr. Steele's like, if I miss, you're going to have to be fighting your own base instincts to combat pure will. You're going to have to use pure illogic. And Cold Iron's like, what do you mean? You'll have to allow yourself to fail. Use your failure against him. Your failure is his failure. Your weakness is his weakness. Then, only then, can you do something. Great. Except I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> Dr. Steele, let's hope you never have to. Remember, you're the brains and I'm just the brawn. And she is, man. She's got some muscles. She's fucking ripped his shit, bro. The fucking movie is supposed to be a RoboCop ripoff where basically they're making this thing. There's well, like, crime is so bad. Yeah, crime is so bad, which you never 19, really say. But it's the 1980s. But they never, crime is terrible. But they never show you how bad the crime is except in one scene where they're robbing like a 7-Eleven. Which and, he happens to drive up on. And he and he, that, that, that's it. Like, yeah. There's no like, it's out of control. Like That's why RoboCop, there's many reasons why RoboCop's good. No, better but, they, movie. but it's, but in, they, it's they, set in Detroit, right? But they show you like a better, like this is what it's like. Yeah, and it's like a rough inner city. And this, like, this, most of this movie takes place either in the lab or on his ranch. Mm. And it's like, there's no threat in either place, you know? Um, but yeah, it's like, so he's, so the whole point is they need to come up with this, like, um, this new, you know, type of police officer that uh, will, will, like, fight crime and is indestructible. And, but it's like, it's not ready. And they're trying to rush it along, like, oh, this needs to be ready in 60 days. And he's like, yeah, maybe five years. Meanwhile, the fucking thing's ready. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's essentially it, ready. It's basically ready. Yeah. And then he, and, but when they, the one scene where stuff was cracking up laughing, where like he's talking about it and he's showing it, it's like a stop motion, uh, like, like, like skeleton dancing. erector set, <laughs> like doing like all these weird motions and spinning. And he's like, yeah, look at this technology. And everybody's like, oh my fucking God, this is amazing. No, the best part of that though, is there are like, at a conference in a conference room at a table and as everyone's making like they have a question like hi uh i'm dr robertson from this university and then the next part's like uh yeah uh dr michael uh bloombaum and i'm from this universe like they go around it's all these like prestigious like scientists from universities and it's so ridiculous yeah but yeah they're and then they're watching this like graphic of like this i don't know what he's doing but rotor himself <laughs> once rotor is born and he's freed which takes probably like 45 minutes of the movie before you actually see this fucking right. mustached fucking dude it looks like dr benny graves like in like a fucking t2 uh leather t, daddy like a t1 outfit uh t, t, t outfit <laughs> t1000 outfit um it looks like him fighting fucking um oh god rick flair yeah the one guy looks like rick flair but apparently they finished this movie and they didn't have enough money to fix like the audio issues. And by the time they finally got financing in place, none of the actors would return to do their ADR. So they redid everybody's voices with different voices. And Which is you obvious. can tell. Yes. Especially Cold Iron's fucking voice is strange. <laughs> so weird. The way he delivers his lines is so weird. It's like he's not present when those things were being filmed, yes. which is actually the <laughs> yes. fucking point. But it all but it all sounds like it's a voiceover. 
The whole movie. The whole movie does, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Um, so there's not much like meat to the story. There's not really oh, wait, anything great to dissect, but the ending. Wait, we have to real quick talk about the robot that's at the police station. Oh well, he's apparently a real robot. It's crazy. He's apparently a real robot, and he's he, the one with jokes, man, because he's like he's just li- like releasing one-liners like every two seconds. He was like apparently like uh like he just greeted people at the police station. He was like a $17,000 investment. And it's funny because I'm like, look at this piece of shit robot they built that has like literally uh, HVAC yeah. tubing for its <laughs> neck. And then that's one that was actually used. I was, I couldn't fucking believe it. Oh my God. But I love it when they did show a uh, rotor. You're like, I thought it was going to be a robot. And I'm like, what inclination of budget <laughs> did you think you had? They, they, it's just a man. You, and like, he didn't even try to move like a robot either. That's the funny thing. He was like, I'll just walk like a person. Oh, I disagree. I think he was strutting that ass like oh, one. Man, for, for real, for real. Wait, what's we going to say? The ending. The ending when he fucking, when Dr. Cold Iron just gets killed. Oh, that is so shocking. It's that is so shocking. It co- comes out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, here it is. Uh, oh, I'm, I was way off. Uh, Willard the Robot is played by APD2, a robot purchased in 1986 by police department of a town in Addison a northern suburb of Dallas, for $18,000, approximately $41,000 today. Holy crap. Uh, Willard performed public relation duties and was tapped to lead the Christmas parade in Addison that year. His contributions to actual law enforcement and his subsequent whereabouts are unknown. Oh, Oh, he's getting fucked somewhere. Someone's (laughs) fucking him, I guarantee you. Oh my god! Uh, oh man! And then the, there's a there's a little scene, and this is just a side note of uh, the Tommy uh, OMS uh, Dingbot, uh, the oh, 1980s yeah, toy, yeah, yeah. and that brought a little little just a little bit of he, he heat in my few, heart. Yeah, he was in a few scenes. I yeah. love that little guy. Yeah, he was adorable. Yeah, man, that movie. Whew. If you had to put Rodor against M. Thregan, what would you? What do you think? <laughs> Who would win? Who, I mean, M. Thregan would. I don't know, man. It's it's tough to say. She could, dude, she could fucking, she's titanium. The only thing that could fucking hurt Rotor was a car horn. (laughs) And you had to specifically figure that out because that was the only thing that fucked him up. Yeah, but what, there's not much could fucking hurt her until then. Except when Dr. Steel punches Rotor's gut and like, it makes a fart noise and then all this like green, like slime. Like why? Like cum lube comes out. Why is there green slime in his body? Green slime. (laughs) It's a green marmalade stuff. Marmalade. Oh my God. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good time. Um, I've seen it before and I thought it would be a nice pairing with uh, M. Thregan. I mean, it was fun to watch, but it is. Oof. What do you give it out of uh, 10 stars? Oh. Just so you know, it's got like a 2 out of 10 on IMDb. I was going to say it's like a 2.5. 2.5? Yeah. You would never watch it again? No. Uh, it's bad. I give it a, I give it a 5. <laughs> oh, man. It's so terrible. I give it a 5 because it is so terrible and I'm glad it exists. Oh, man. And apparently the... Oh, they set it up for a... Did they set up for a sequel? If you look at the, ro- if you look at the cover of the original Mad Max... It's like Mad Max stands in with the gun. Yeah. They plagiarized it for oh. a rotor and they got fucking sued by the licensing holders of Mad Max. Yeah, for it. makes sense. But I imagine that Mad Max stole from something right. else too. I yeah, know. but Mad Max was hot. He was hot. And then he was like, <laughs> fuck you Jews. I'll see you in the desert. Your bones dead like Jesus. Oh, man. Um, you want to do Megan? Yeah, let's do Megan. Do it. M. Thregan, as you say. Uh, yeah, from 2022. 
directed by uh, Gerard Johnstone. Oh, is he related to Robert Johnstone, do you think? Yeah, it's his uh, nephew. <laughs> oh, is it really? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it's him. <laughs> Um, starring Allison Williams, and you don't probably don't know who she is. The main the main chick in it. She was on the show Girls with Lena Dunham. Never watched it. Anyway, I don't know what else she's in, but that's what I know. Um, writers, one of the writers, James Wan. James Wan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because his production company is called Atomic Monster, and he produced it. And I wanted to be on board with this movie, but time will tell. I was not, (laughs) even though I love James Wan. I mean, we love Malignant. And it, this else? movie, James Wan, it was not. No, it was James Wan light. Because I can imagine if James Wan, he would have wanified it. Oh, and he there would have been at least one industrial fan. James Wan would have <laughs> made me want to believe, yeah. you know, want to believe. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying here? Um, a robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own. Mm-hmm. Heard that before. I Char- mean, uh, Charles Lee Ray. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I enjoyed it. It wasn't, I was, I mean, it was, I was hoping for more. I was hoping for some like malignant level of fun. Yeah. We didn't get there. Yeah. There you were know like what? moments. I will say this is kind of what I expected it to be. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, and also because I didn't hear anything like exceedingly great about it. I kind of, that's why I kept putting off watching it. It was what I expected it to be. Yeah. However, I will say that I wanted it to be more wanified. Yeah. Because it yeah. could have been great if it, like. They would have played up the gore a little bit. Um, what was it? PG-13? Yeah, and it's not even so much, like, I do agree it needed more gore moments in it, but it's also just, like, you, you don't necessarily have to have big gore moments in it for it to be enjoyable. You could have did more implied gore, and it would have been great, but you also, the comedy hits so fucking weird in this, and I know he said he picked that director because the director did Homebound, which we watched. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that movie, the comedy does hit mm-hmm. harder and in this it's like a serious movie with like weird comedic elements that come out of nowhere and aren't really funny and but they're supposed to be yeah like the part where she starts dancing right was that really was-, was really cool in the trailer and it was cool it was cool to watch but like it really had no significance in the movie setting while she decided at that moment to just start dancing right. other than this is supposed to be funny now but i was like but why is it supposed to be funny but now? Was this, or was it supposed to be creepy uh, I think funny. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Um, I, I mean, do we want to go over the synopsis really quick? What, like, what? No, this? I mean, okay. you you can watch this movie and figure that out for yourself. Yeah. I don't. Want, there's no like we go through beat by beats when it's worth it. I don't think this is worth going through beat by beat. But it's like um, basically like a girl who haphazardly discovers the cutting edge of AI technology, <laughs> even and she's like, oh, I I just created the best thing in the world, but I don't need to make money and work at like a fucking for the fucking secret government and make just fucking millions and billions of dollars making robot soldiers. I'll just make a stupid toy. I was like, maybe because she wants to bring good to the world. I was like, what? Yeah. No, she didn't. Cause she fucking basically made this AI. She didn't know how to use. It was like chat GPS. They just released it to the public and they didn't know what it could do. GPT? And, now, and now chat GPS, <laughs> <laughs> now chat GPS is like, kill yourself here. I, I'm tracking you everywhere you are. Here are the coordinates upon which you will kill yourself. You stinky face. Oh man. So, I mean, I, and I feel like from the beginning, well, first of all, you called, you called the end right away because it's just it's obvious storytelling they introduce a really big robot in the beginning and she's like oh that's something i made uh when i I made that when i was in college i I was in middle school and i made that here let me show you how it works it's fucking huge and it's awesome and i'm like well there's a reason they're showing this because he's probably gonna kill her m3 again at the end and show enough he'd be doing just that just about not really he helps though yeah he does help they use him they use him he uses Um, him but there are are so many issues in this story like 
I don't know. From the beginning, people were like, whoa. Hold whoa, up. They were this, like, they were like, good idea? they were like, hold up. Yeah. Whoa. Is this good? Then they were on board. And then when she's not on board, they're like, well, why aren't you on board? Yeah. And then she's like, but it's a killer. And they're like, but what? Yeah. It, you know? yeah people, people change their <laughs> characters like throughout the movie. Yeah. Like, you swing back and forth and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I will say the the cool things about it are she looks awesome. Yeah, the special effects that they did to do that with like a animatronic, a puppet, and then an act actress were yep. fucking great. Um, the production's obviously amazing. It's a James Wan production, so you know it's gonna have that fucking chops. Cinematography's awesome. Acting's fine. It's just like the story is very middling when you're supposed to take it there when you're doing a movie like this. Like yeah. you're doing a fucking like and it's tied to Apple and there's a, they actually use like Apple insignia on some of the stuff. Oh, really? And like their logo. And I'm like, did Apple sign off? Like, obviously, they signed off on it. Right. But why? Like they even use like the chip. Like she's like a um, A17 chip or something. Oh, That's fucking Apple. That's I like did, their oh, thing. Yeah. And they use like their logo here and there. And they actually said at one point Apple. And I was just like, hmm, that was strange. Um, but yeah, the the special effects are awesome. The CGI that's in there is just like to make things look better. Uh, and I didn't think at any point. And there's some genuinely creepy parts in the movie that they could have played up on more. Yeah. And I just feel like they didn't know what they wanted to do. I feel like they wanted to make it a comedy, but then they wanted to make it serious. And then they wanted it to be scary. And it just ended up not being any one of those things like a hundred percent. It was just a little bit of everything. Yeah. And then ultimately just made for like a movie that you watch and you're like, that was a movie I watched. Cool. Um, but like at the end of the day, like if I have one, if I want to have somebody watching my back, it's going to be Rotor, you know? Right. And I vote for Rotor over this. I 100%. mean, if I had to choose, like if I were like, okay, my friends are coming over, we're going to have some beer, hang out. What movie am I going to put on? Rotor. Yeah, but you don't have friends. So, yeah, so true. then what would you Me do? Me and my cats. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, that movie is like, a, it's so terrible that it's kind of fun to watch and make fun of. Right. This movie, like I'll never watch it again. No, it's fine. exactly. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. And it just did, it did feel like a modern, like, I feel like a lot of modern movies are afraid to be like, I don't want to say exploitive, but like, they're just, I know it's a very good corny way to say it and I already said it, but like, they're just afraid to take movies to a certain place because they're afraid they're going to get an R rating. But like nowadays with people not going to the movie theaters, why the fuck do you even care? Yeah. Do you think you're making that much more m money off of a movie because you rated R over PG-13? Like you. Like and that and the and the fucking version we watched was the unrated version. Oh, okay. So right. I don't know like what the fuck was in that that was let maybe, it to be maybe, unrated. Maybe the blood on the street after the kid gets run over. That's cool. That yeah, was cool. That was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she, oh, when she's pulling his ear, and oh, it's all yeah, yeah. and it's all stretchy McNatchy. Yeah. yeah, that was cool too. There's cool stuff in there, and that's why I'm saying like for me, it's not really the gore that makes the, the absence of gore doesn't make the movie. Um, yeah, but I wanted to see that woman's face get power washed off. You, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, <laughs> I did. No, I agree with you, and I do agree with you. But I'm saying, yeah. like, more than that. Yeah. No, like, I, and I it, think it does come down to like the story just needs to be, like. There's, there's just too much like um, they try, try to make it too much of a drama with right. the parents being dead. Yeah. That played way too much of a role in it. For me, you would have just had that been a catalyst to get her with the daughter, but then you don't need to dwell it on anymore. Yeah. You know, they were just dwelling on it left and right. I, I was fine with that because it, it was like. It was like something fresh that it just, just had just happened, you know, because this was like all kind of in a short period of time. Right. I didn't mind that. What I would have liked were like more build up to her fine to the finale, you know, more her doing creepy shit, more yeah. her sneaking out and fucking killing people like that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. And then and then at the end where she's like totally goes off, maybe kill some more people. 
Maybe, maybe just kill everybody in that building. A hundred percent. There needed to be like, cause she need, there needed to be a bloodbath at the end. Yeah. There was no climax. Yeah. It just basically ends back at the house and you're just like, Oh, that was fine. Like if, if they were going to go back at the house, they should have like, um, they should have drugged that scene out a little more, especially when she comes crawling out and she's half a torso. Oh man. You yeah. could have had her crawling all over the place, but they never really, when she was half a torso, you, you realize they never really showed it. Right. Like they just showed her crawl over the thing, but they could have did some awesome shots with her crawling oh, around. That's like what a I wanted. Yeah. Because at one point she's crawling, she's running like a dog. Yeah. So like, why couldn't she just run on her upper arms? Yes. That would have been fucking scary and spooky it, as shit. It would have. And like, be, have it be more relentless, like a Terminator instead of like, Oh, just pull off her face and pull out the brain thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but there was cool elements to like, um, like kind of jabs at like technology we use now with basically like, you know, how like everybody's like Siri's listening. You don't know if Siri's yeah. listening or not. It was like, you didn't know if she was awake or not because you tell her to turn off, but she would still be on. Right. So like you never knew when Megan was really listening to Because no one really had control of her. And Especially she, at the end, she was in complete control. Yeah. And how she was able to tap into the phone and intercept the phone call and like tap into her, you know, because now everyone's like has uh, like uh, the Google thing in their house or whatever or Siri, you know. And so like she was able to also tap into that and she could control the lights. I mean, it was that that was the creepy part where she could control everything. Well, They they left it open for a sequel because she's still alive at the end within like the little LC or whatever it was. She's basically alive in Wi-Fi. It's made it seem like. Which is cool. Uh, Rotor did the same thing, which we didn't mention. Rotor leaves it open for a sequel at the end. All of like Dr. Cold Iron's documents get mailed to like his, his next, nephew. His nephew. And he's like, oh, I see where I see where he made the mistake. This time I'm going to make a better version. And it's like they, it's like a picture of Dr. Steele, the, the muscular yes. woman with like the reverse spray painted mohawk. <laughs> and uh, and it says Rotor 2. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, we never got it. No, didn't but happen. I have a feeling we will get Megan, too, because there's been I don't want to say there's been a lot of buzz, but people did talk people about like this, this and movie. It did will go viral. Oh, yeah. it makes me nauseous to say. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't terrible. I just influencers gave for, it a thumbs up <laughs> for me. I mean, and I, I shouldn't compare it to malignant because you know, that was James Wan. Um, but, I, but malignant was the fucking best movie. God, I want every movie to be like that. The, I want to um, have, I want to have that much fun watching every movie that I watch. Well, one of the Blumhouse producers <laughs> that, that obviously put this out, um, said the reason they did PG 13 was because, it was inspired by Drag Me to Hell because Drag Me to Hell is a really good PG-13 horror movie. And I was like, and you're wrong. That movie's not good. It's a piece of shit. Go watch it. Yeah. Watch it today. People but, love that movie no, too. No, no, watch it today. We watched it today. <laughs> yeah. Not today, actually, but <laughs> a couple, not that long couple ago. months ago. And it is a fucking worst shit ever. It's not good. And if you fucking be down with that movie, you know, yeah. you, you, you ain't down with me. <laughs> we cannot hang in the real real. All right. Oh, man. Shit was stupid. Everybody's like, oh, the ending's awesome, fucking goat and shit. I was like, that's like five fucking seconds of the movie that you have to sit through a fucking hour and 40 minutes before you get to that. That old lady vomiting in her mouth or whatever. Gumming her. Oh my God, it's so stupid. It's just not good. It's not, it's just not, it's not, it's not (laughs) creme Raimi. If I'm going to fucking consume Raimi, it's going to be creme Raimi. Yeah. All right. Spider-Man. Like like Kraft macaroni and cheese. Yeah. yeah. Toby Maguire. Yeah. It's going to be Toby Maguire and Sam Raimi. Yeah, exactly. Piece of shit. Dr. Strange in the multiverse. Uh, What do you give Megan? What do you give uh, Megan? Uh, I give a seven. Uh, a fucking yeah. seven? I don't know. I mean, it's not terrible. A seven? Uh, six and a half. Yo, no, no. <laughs> really think about this. Really think about it. You're giving. Listen, I don't know. I can't. Th- here's the a thing. seven is close to a ten. I don't recall what I've given other movies that are a seven. You've given this close know. to a ten. Are okay. you fucking kidding? Okay. No, no, no. It's already done. It's, it's a seven forevermore. Shut back. up. No, no. It's too late. I take it back. This gets a 5.5. 5. Okay. Because it's just a little bit better than Rotor. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little fucking bit better. 
and not by much. Okay. On uh, if you and then these and these fucking numbers are interswappable. Yeah. So one day you catch me on a different day. Rotor might be a five point five. Catch and, him in and, a year, and much like Blood Diner, he'll be like, "I fucking loved Megan. Yeah, Yo, you're, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Why would you do that? Listen, I'm I, I grow as a human being. Yeah, I'm saying I, I don't grow. In that's the, the thing about being a person. You can like things and dislike things years later, and you can true. and it's same thing. You know, people who stagnate themselves and stay in the same mindset. Yeah. Listen, I've changed. They, I I always thought that I would hate Megadeth. Yeah. In in reality, I think Megadeth is fucking great. Megadeth is great. You know, they're not the best. Same with the same great. thing with Iron Maiden. I growing up, I was like, I hate all these fucking metal dudes who love Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, well, I love these metal dudes because Iron Maiden is amazing. Tell me more. <laughs> tell me more, and maybe so I've grown. I'll, tell me person. more, and maybe I'll subscribe to your <laughs> newsletter. But you have to tell me more. Oh, wait, I'm trying to think of another band. <laughs> <laughs> Just bands. That's all it's going to be. It's going to be bands. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, hey, maybe I'll be a Godzilla lover too. We have to wait to find out. Well, we will find out. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, new merch drop April first. I swear to fucking God, we will be doing Conan the Barbarian next. Um, it'll drop next week. Um, just prepare yourselves though, because uh, our merch drop is going to be a big dose of heavy hitting son of a bitches. Uh, we have a poster designed by Justin Wood. That was commissioned by Dr. Benny Graves, and it is a tribute to Spookies in the style of Animal House, and it has the entire Stadium of Saint and crew on there. Um, but yeah, we didn't record um, Conan the Barbarian because me and Steph were dealing with a diarrhea dog and a sick cat, and we wanted to be with them for the weekend, so just we kind of just case. pushed. Yeah. Uh, so that happens. And they're fine. And I wanted to reveal the first two movies uh, we'll be covering on Cult of Kaiju, Cult oh, of Kaiju. Yeah. We have a new t-shirt that'll be dropping in May for that. I'll wait until we have an episode out before I drop that. Um, well, tell me, Daddy, what are we, what are we watching? Cold uh, Kaiju, if you're not um, familiar, I did do an Instagram post. It's going to be Stephanie and I diving into kaiju movies. Uh, many uh, rubber monster suit movies will be watched for this. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, we'll be going through a lot of different stuff. Uh, I do actually... Want to start with my two most beloved Kaijons. Okay, I like that. Kaijon. Yeah. That's going to be, that's trademarked. <laughs> All rights reserved. Sale of Satan LLC. Kaijon. That's going to be, like that's, good, that's going to be another fucking t shirt, okay. I guarantee you. The first two movies we're going to cover are going to be Godzilla versus Hedora. Okay. From 1981 and Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla from 1974. Two of my most favorites the classics we're going to start with and we'll obviously be doing uh stuff other than godzilla but maybe the first episodes we will concentrate on godzilla i don't know we're just going to play um, there's going to be no rhyme or reason to the movies we're covering it's just going to be movies that i want stuff to watch and we'll slowly break out into more but we'll be covering stuff like war of the gargantuas which steph has seen steph has never seen any gamma she's never seen any ultraman no um, Steph never saw Frankenstein Conquers the World. She never saw Space Amoeba. She never saw King Kong Escapes. She never saw Last Dinosaur. So there's tons mm. of fucking movies I want to get into. And of course, if you have any suggestions, you can hit us up on oh, I have Instagram. A already, can we watch Big Man Japan at some point? Big Man Japan, hell yes, okay, we will, we will okay. watch that. I have seen that. Yeah, we're gonna do it's. Um, you know, it's gonna be more of a lighter kind of. 
podcast and shorter format. And even though I always say like Sodom and Gomorrah is going to be shorter, it never our, is. But uh, <laughs> Kono Kaiju is going to be definitely like like under forty five minute mark oh, every okay. time. We're not going to fucking. It's not going to be deep dives into yeah. shit. It's going to be loose. It's going to be fun. Okay. It's going to be mainly. We want to get Steph's reaction to these movies that she's never seen before from fresh eyes. And I'm going to give her the childlike perspective of when I first watched them. And my intro to horror movies um, was basically because of old Godzilla monster okay. movies. I'm so excited. There's like a segue there that's going to happen. That's going to be fun. And a lot of these are going to be certified Jessup classics. So you can believe that. The first Kota Kaiju episode is going to drop 420. So light them if you got them. And we will see you again in the cities of sin on Sodom and Gomorrah. Because of the end of civilization, the Clamp Cable Network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming, but more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life. Yeah! Not too loud! Set you for a flash!